Good morning, everyone. I'm here with Julian from Nobox, uh, Julian.Nobox on Instagram. We're going to talk about a bunch of things. We're going to be talking about how do you get started creating content, yep. how do you deal with negative feedback, yep. um, even especially when you're talking about things that other people might find abrasive. Yep. Also, we're going to talk about some deeper stuff, colorism, racism, gender inequality, that kind of stuff. So again, make sure to check out the full video, of course, but also the podcast below where we have the entire interview. Yep. Cool. Let's get this started. So... Do you go by Julian or do you go by Nobox? No, 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 I go by Julian. You go by Julian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, some people they have like their their you know title and then they have their actual name. Yeah. So you go by Julian. Yep. You define yourself as content creator on Instagram. Yeah. So that's let's talk about that. That's because I needed to put something in my bio because whenever I look at other people's Instagram, it's like MUA or I don't know comedian and all these things. Right. And I felt like I needed I needed something to describe me. So. I don't know if I'm a content creator, I just like creating videos right. to raise awareness on things. So I think that's a content creator. When did you myself. start creating content in, in your own description? Uh, I physically started making videos about four years ago, four and a half years ago. But I was always interested, I've been interested for the past like 15, 20 years probably. Since I was a kid I knew I wanted to do something related to media, I just didn't know what exactly I wanted right. to do. Yeah. So you've always been interested in creating stuff, it's just you didn't know what yeah, kind of yeah, platform exactly. you're going to go. It was definitely going to be something related to video, like either directing or editing or something related to media, or even acting or something, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do, but um, yeah, so like about four years ago, right. I thought, well, let me start raising awareness of certain issues that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. so that's how I started making videos. Yeah. And um, for those that don't know, yeah. you're a content creator, what are you kind of creating? What's your story like? What are the type of content that you're making? At the moment, the videos I'm making are mainly um, to raise awareness. So, mm-hmm. for example, the first one I started was with my friend. Uh, we made one about uh, raising awareness on mental health amongst men right. and how that most suicide rate, 75% of suicide rate are men. And that we wanted to get that out there because not many people knew about that. Right. So we went around central London questioning random people about like, the statistics and things like that. And we made that video. And that one, at that time, Facebook was a thing. Now, no one uses Facebook. I feel right. like everyone's on Instagram. Right. But back then, I posted on Facebook. And for me, that's kind of viral. I got about good 20k views on that. Right. So after that, I was like, okay, I want to talk more about this because more people need to know about it. So I made a short movie on uh, mental health. It was like a point of view movie. Right. So it's like the whole film is just the camera. is me, basically. And I'm talking behind it. Yeah. And like the things like a man will go through, but they don't talk about to people. Right. So you right. kind of get to step inside his shoes and you get to see how it feels to be, I don't know, depressed or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. So four years ago, did you know that's what you wanted to create or did it come by accident? Like, how did you go from just being interested in creating content to like, this is my passion, this is what I want to do? No, because uh, before that, I was still part of videos because my brother's into media as well. He's making his own movie and um, he does music videos and he's always been into like media-related stuff as well, like videoing, directing, he's a right. director. So. Since we were young, me and my brother, like since we were little kids, we used to get like my dad's LG phone right. and the flip-up phones, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And he would record me dancing or something, and I would record him, and we'd put it on our computer. And you know, back then I think it was Windows Movie Maker, yeah. and we yeah, let yeah. it on that. Yeah. And and then I would listen. Use... If no one knows about Windows Movie Maker and the struggle there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, please yeah. do your research. So you're starting on Movie Maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how we started. And using our phones basically, those right. LG phones. And and then after that, uh, one of my friends used to come to my house every weekend, so I started doing videos with him. And because I had no one else uh, being part of these videos, it used to be him double acting or triple acting. So he'd be the mum, right. the dad and everything. This, this right. is when I was like 14 or something. Yeah. And we'd just make like little music videos and things like that. So I was just interested in filming. Like right. filming, directing, editing, everything. Everything right. about media, I just loved it. Right, right, right. 
And then as, as I grew up, I wanted to do more and more videos, like short movies and things like that. So but my, at this point, my brother's already started, so he's got his thing going, people know him and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, I want to get into this as well properly now. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I was going through my own shit, like right. my own struggles, due to many reasons. Right, right, right. So I thought, I want to talk about this. And then I was like, how can I talk about this? How can I get the message out there to people? Right. And I thought, I love media. I love media, yeah, yeah. I love editing, I love all these things, so why don't I put my passion with filming and mix it with my passion to raise awareness on this issue. Right, right, right. So I put it together yeah. and then that's how, it, that's how I started, yeah. So right from the get-go, you kind of knew like this is the avenue you wanted to go around. Yeah, yeah. The idea of raising awareness, was yeah. that always there or was that something you stumbled upon or...? I think it was always at the back of my head somewhere, but it just needed to come out. So, and the way it came out was when I started talking about depression. Right, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And ever since then, it's always been, that's like the root kind of motivator for you. Yeah, and then because like, the thing is, once you go through your own struggles and stuff, yeah. I feel like um, you, I feel like you empathize with many other people on different issues as well. Right. So for me, at the start, talking about depression and things was my way of expressing that. Right. And then eventually, when I, st- when I hear different stories about different issues, for example, I thought like, you've already seen my colorism videos. Right. I made a small, uh, basically, there was a time, I, I saw this video, um, I think it was an experiment done many years ago by this black guy, I forgot his name, yeah. but he basically put two dolls, and it's yeah. the doll test, I don't know if you came across that. Right, right, right. Yeah, Where so there's a white doll and a, and black, a black doll. doll yeah. yeah. So I recreated that with Tamil kids. Right. So I had like a bunch of Tamil kids from a Tamil school in Elfid. Was this four years ago, three years ago? Like, this was about two years ago, two, two and a half years ago. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I made that, and I just wanted to see how they react, because I didn't realize that it was going to be similar reaction to that video. Right. If anything, it was worse than worse on that video, worse right. on that previous video. So you saw that and you're like, let's see if this is uh, pertinent in our community, our community, yeah. community. Exactly. So, uh, so for those that didn't see, I didn't see that one yet. Yeah. Like, what was the results when you were doing that? The results were crazy. So I put the two dolls there yeah. and I had like boys and girls and they're probably between five to, ten, five to 12 years old. Yeah. And they come there and, and then I asked them simple questions like, which doll is the prettiest one? Right. Literally every single one of them pointed at the white one. And I said, which one's the evil one? And they pointed at the dark one. Right. And then I asked them questions like, oh, um, which one do you want to be like? Yeah. And then they all kept going for the white one. So all the positive things was the white doll, all the right. negative was the black doll. Wow. And then I remember there was a really little cute girl. She was, like, she was a dark-skinned Tamil girl, a standard-looking Tamil girl, yeah? yeah? And then she said, I said, which one do you want to look like? And she pointed at the white one. And, she, and I'm like, what about the dark one? And she goes, the dark one's ugly. And I was like, why did you say the dark one's ugly? She's like, oh, because everyone says that dark is ugly. And that's when I was like, oh shit, so this is deep-rooted in these little kids' brains because like since... And how old is this girl? She's probably like eight, seven, eight years old. Wow. Seven, eight. And then I read somewhere that between uh, five and eight years old or something mm-hmm. is when you absorb the most things and you become brainwashed. Right. So that's, those are the crucial years where you need to make sure that they're brainwashed in a positive way, not in a negative way. Right. And what happens with these, not only Tamil kids, but like... African kids or even like even, the thing is we think it's just within Asians or black people mm-hmm. but even in China you've got like a darker skin tone of Chinese mm-hmm. people and lighter mm-hmm. skin and they mm-hmm. think that light is better, better mm-hmm. as well yeah. and Vietnam, Vietnamese people as well yeah. now I mean to create content again, yeah. relatively speaking to go out and put your face and create stuff for whether it's YouTube Instagram yeah. takes a certain level of courage like yeah. not everyone is comfortable being in front of the camera and just yeah. talking about stuff yeah. You're creating content, but you're also talking about issues yeah. that that's abrasive, that yeah. might uh, be not as tasteful to some people. Yeah. Uh, some people might just find it offensive for whatever reason. Yeah. They just might not agree with it. Yeah. So how do you overcome that barrier to continue to create content, you know, put your face out there, but also yeah. talk about things that are real issues in the world? Like what, 
what allows you to kind of overcome that obstacle? Okay. In your words, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, because the thing is, when I post things on Instagram, like if you look at most of the comments, it's probably positive comments underneath the video because right. people hardly ever say anything negative in front of other people and stuff. Right. But then they'll come in my DMs. Those are the ones. Like, I'm not even going to... I've never exposed these people and okay. I don't, I don't want to expose them. That's their views. But the thing is, if you have anything against my post, you can say in a nice way, like, I don't agree with you. Right. But some of them have been really extremely rude. So the, when you're getting this yeah. kind of feedback, yeah. what keeps you going to create this stuff and not stop you? Because the thing is, I don't really give a shit about what they say. <laughs> I really don't give a shit about what most people say. Because the thing is, I knew from the start that if I'm going to talk about these things... 100% there's going to be people who are against what I say right. because there's the whole, what's, the, what's that word, cognitive dissonance and stuff. Right. So for example, I was raised a Christian. Mm -hmm. Like this shit, I was brainwashed without even me realizing. For example, going to church every Sunday, mm -hmm. reading the Bible or whatever. And at one point I was even older boy. So right. I was at the front with, next to the priest wearing that white costume. Right. And at that time I thought, shit, this is, I'm really religious. I love Christianity. I love yeah. Jesus and stuff. Yeah. Then as you grow up, like when you go through certain things and stuff, you start questioning religion. Right. Then... I didn't, I didn't end it there. I didn't just question religion. I mm. wanted to look into Christianity a bit more. Mm. And if anything, I started... Not, I'm not going to say hate because all these Christians are going to get pissed off. Yeah. But I don't like many of the things I see Personally. in Christianity. Yeah. 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 I don't like many things. I even feel like... I would describe Christianity as a bit of a slavery religion. Right. I feel like it was, it was introduced by the white people to kind of keep us on lock. Right. So... Because if you just think about it, like, mm -hmm. why are this, like, let's think of Africa, mm -hmm. let's think of black people, slavery, slavery times, yeah? Mm -hmm. These white people didn't give them shit, they didn't give them anything, they didn't give them money, they didn't give them food, they, they treated them like shit. Mm -hmm. So why do you think they're going to have good intention and introduce them to the Bible? Right. So, for what the kids, they don't care about these people, they want the worst for these people, yeah. so suddenly they're like, oh shit, here's the Bible, it's going to help you. Right. No, there's something behind that thing. There's something behind it. Because yeah. on the Bible, there's many, you, you find many parts where they kind of justify slavery. Yeah. slavery. Yeah. So they will say like, oh, you have to obey your masters and right, things right, like right. that. So when, the, when these black people read it, some of them feel like, oh shit, you know what, this is true. I have to obey my masters. I have to obey right, the white people. And then when I went to church, I didn't see it. But now, I, know, I don't go to church anymore. I haven't been for many years. But then like, uh, some of my relatives are still religious. So I took them to church once in a while. And when I go there, the way I see it, I thought, I thought let me give it a go. It's been mm -hmm. so long. Let me give it a go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be open-minded. But I go there and I just see all these Asians and black people and everyone just kneeling down in front of white Jesus. And the way I see it, it's like we're being slaves again. That's how I see it. Right. That's your opinion, right? That's my opinion, yeah. but... It's I think even that, like, I'm, pretty, I'm going to imagine that like, when people hear this, or yeah. you're going to get a certain amount of feedback. Of course, yeah. That's not going to be tasteful. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, I talk, whenever I talk about uh, me not believing in Christianity, or when I say how I believe there's a slavery religion or whatever, right, right. I do get a lot of time with people who are extremely religious who come in my DMs and they're like, I'm going to take you to church. You've been going to the wrong church. Right. Come to my church. That's the, be it's the better way, this and that. And then I, I, I show them what, like, proof to why I believe this. Yeah. this, this da, da, da. They will try and show me their proof. And then... And then after a while, I just can't be bothered because I feel like I'm set in my mind now. Right, right. But let me, let me go back to the topic. Like, what keeps you going when you're getting this negative feedback? Well, you say you don't give a shit. Yeah. Right? But I, I think there's more than that. Like, is, it, is it a higher purpose that you see? Or yeah. is there an end goal that's really keeping you motivated? No, I think the thing that keeps me going is... Uh, it's the fact that... Okay, the main thing is the fact that I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the second thing is the fact that I think a lot. I think a lot. You can probably tell I think a yeah, lot. Like, yeah. if I'm going to post these kind of th things, I think a lot. When I'm in my own space, like in my room or whatever, I overthink a lot of things. That's mm -hmm. probably what led to depression back in the day and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. 
So because I overthink these things, and when I post it, when I share my views with people, right. And even if you hate it, it's like, no, I want to express what I believe in. Right. I'm not going to stop because two or three people are telling so me to stop. So that's what's motivating you. It's really just... Yeah, to... because it's like, I'm not going to sit here and overthink for myself. I need to express what I believe in. Right. Like, what's the point of me just thinking and then like, I'm, what am I going to do with it? So I'm really, gonna... part of it is that you don't really care anymore. Yeah. That allows yeah. you to give you some, some, yeah. some sort of strength. Exactly. But now it's that like I've been silent for so long, no. I want to express myself. I need... It's not only about I want to, I need to now. I need... Right. There's so many things I need to talk about. It's like... Because the thing, the way I see it is like, even the people that praise me, it's like, oh, you know, well done for speaking about this or that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, thank you. I appreciate it. But then I also want you guys to speak about it. I don't want to be the only one speaking about this. Right. So even the people that have criticisms to some of your ideas, yeah. you want them to kind of elevate, yeah. get out of the DMs and speak about speak it. Speak about it. Yeah. Even, even the people that appreciate my work, I want them to speak about these things as well. Yeah. For example, like certain topics, I feel like it's better when the, pers- the person, the people who are going through it, when they speak about it. Right. For example, when I speak about depression, I feel like more people are happy to hear from me because I've been through it and I still go through it once in a while. Yeah. So when I speak about it, it's a bit raw. I'm not just trying to shit for likes or views or whatever. Right, right, right. I want to tell people that men do have feelings, men do have emotions, right. men can go through these things, and it's okay to not be okay and the whole, right, right, yeah, right. The whole thing. So when I talk about colorism, the honest truth is, I've never experienced it. The honest so you're, you're talking about colorism, right? You said you've never experienced it yourself. Yeah, when it comes to colorism, I've never experienced it. I've never been through anything. I've never had someone say, oh, Julian, your dark skin, or made any negative comments about my really? skin, skin tone. Yeah. But then, the reason I started getting so passionate about it is because when I was in uni, I had a friend, uh, she was she a was dark skin girl, and she started telling me about all the shit she went through at home because of, right. because of her skin tone. And I was right. like, wait, this doesn't make sense. What do you mean? And then I kind of realized that without even realizing, I, I've been part of this whole thing as well because I've made comments, I've made these jokes. When I was in high school, I used mm-hmm. to make these stupid jokes like mm-hmm. when you turn off the lights and when there's a dark-skinned person, you're like, oh, I can't see you, all these yeah. stupid jokes. Yeah, yeah. But then I only started realizing shit. I was like, oh, fuck, I was part of this whole thing as well. Yeah. Feeding into it almost, yeah. indirectly. Indirectly, and I've made these negative jokes. I've, I've, I used to make the whole comments about, you know, like, for example, you know when people say she's pretty for a dark-skinned girl? Right. Even that's not good. Right. Like, I, I realized, I was like, what do you mean for a dark skin girl? Yeah, so yeah. what, a dark skin girl's not meant to be pretty? Why? Yeah. It's like, it didn't make sense. And I started recognizing... It's almost like putting an asterisk on, exactly, a, compl- exactly. on a compliment. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So then I started recognizing all these things after she started telling me what she's been through. Right. And then I was able to like empathize and I was like, oh shit, this is like, it's not fair. Why do you have, but it's just like your skin tone. Why, why do people need to treat you differently or mm-hmm. say these negative things that make you feel so low about yourself? Because mm-hmm. it fucks with your self-esteem, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you grow up feeling like, oh, I want to look like, oh, I want to be fair. And then you end up buying all this fair and lovely bullshit. And then that's like the biggest business in India right yeah. now. And yeah. that's probably why... Well, not even in India, skin bleaching in like a lot Asia. of Asia. Asia, Africa. It really preys on people's insecurities. Yeah. So then, that, then that's when I decided, I was like, I need to get, I need to start raising awareness about this and stuff. Right. So that's when I came across that video with the, the dough test. So I was like, let me recreate that. Right. Then I started talking about it more when I had, like I'd done a previous podcast and I talked about it more there. Right. And people know that I always talk about the colorism. Yeah. But then like, like I was telling you previously, it's like, when I talk about what I've been through, yeah. it's easier to express myself. Yeah. Mm. Colorism, I'm starting to get, the, like I'm starting to speak about it with more passion because I'm getting, I'm a bit passionate about that topic. Right. But then I also feel like certain topics need to be talked by certain people. Right. I feel like someone will understand it a bit more mm-hmm. if a girl who's been through it or if a guy who's can been through it can it. speak on it. Right, right, and that's right. why when I get some like... And uh, it adds a little bit more authenticity as Exactly. Well. So right. when I get these girls or guys coming into my DM saying, oh, thank you so much for uh, talking about this because yeah. I've been through it and that. Yeah. And I really appreciate it, but I'm, I'm also thinking... 
I want you to talk about it. You're the right person to talk about it. Right, because if right. you start speaking about it, there's going to be more people. It's easier to empathize. Because when I talk about it, it's like, what does he know? He's doing it for views. He's doing it for likes. He's yes. just like one of those guys. That are, but listen, the truth is, if I want to do anything for views and likes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be doing music videos about girls and alcohol and all yeah, this shit. Yeah, That's the truth. Because I know that shit gets you likes. That shit gets you views. That's yeah. what gets you popularity. Yeah. If I wanted it, I can do it. Right. I'm not being cocky, but I know the right way. I know what to do. Right. I've got friends who are doing those kind of things and stuff. Right. So I know what I need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. But talking about colorism or depression or mental health or feminism or caste system or anything does not get you popularity or anything. No, no. You talk about it because you're passionate as fuck about it. Yeah, yeah. And you, you want to tell the world about your views. But yeah, like I said, I, I would prefer if people who go through it talk about it more and more. Like um, the other day I was talking to this guy about the caste system. Mm-hmm. And I started speaking about it recently after watching this Tamil film as well. I was speaking about and I made two documentaries on the caste system in India. Mm-hmm. So I was speaking about it to my friend and um, he was telling me some of the things he's been through because he's from a lower caste right. and, well, lower caste, different yeah. caste, yeah, but yeah. yeah, so according to Tamils, that's lower caste. According yeah. to how they interpret, they interpret yeah. 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 And he has like a lot, a lot of self-esteem issue because of what other, the way other Tamils um, treated them as a family. Mm. And then the way I see it is like, bruv, why don't you speak about it? Yeah. Like, you've got a story to tell and mm. if you start speaking about it, there's people would like listen and be like oh shit mm-hmm. so this is how we've been making these people feel all, all our lives I didn't even realise I was doing this yeah. and then it's like again when it comes to car system I don't have anything to say I've never been through it I don't know how, I, I can't feel the way he feels or the way someone else has felt yeah. but then I can just empathise I can just put myself in their shoes and be like fuck this is what you guys go through yeah. so let me talk about it but then it's again and again it's like I want everyone else to talk about it yeah, not yeah. just me of course That's and you know people watching this or hearing the podcast they're going to be a little upset because we, we, I'll jump topic to topic but yeah. I want to kind of get out of the way as well yeah. talk about how you make your content so what's the gear you use and again okay. people are watching I'm sorry but I want to talk about this getting out of the way and then yeah. we'll go through the rabbit hole what's the gear that you use uh, to actually shoot your stuff okay right now I'm using this camera A6300 A6300 yep yep and uh, before this I was using the G- Lumix G7 G7 okay and that was like one of those budget cameras right 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 it was really good yeah it was a very very good camera right. for the price it was very good right it's just that I didn't know how to use it right 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 and then by the time I started liking that camera, I ended up buying this one. Right. So it's literally, I ordered this camera and I had to wait seven days for it to come. Right. And during those seven days, I started loving my old camera. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, I fucking, this camera's actually sick. I just didn't know how to use it. Now right. I know how to use it. Right, right, but then yeah, I, I really like this one, so it's probably good. So this is what you're using to create all your yeah, content? Yeah, this and like uh, just a standard tripod. Right. And I've got, the, um, what's that mic? Um, Rode. The road mic, yeah. I, attach, 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 attach. I, I want to bring it up because for a lot of people that are watching or hearing this, they feel like their gear is the reason that they can't go and create yeah. content. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're proof to that. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like there's a certain barrier to entry. Yeah. It really comes out to technique and knowing the equipment. Yeah. So and you know what? The good thing is these days, yeah. Of course, cameras are really expensive. Right. But nowadays, our phone qualities are so good as well. You can start with anything. Yeah, like uh, like uh, Vitagen. Yeah. All his vlogging yeah. is on his phone, and yeah. the quality we'll is so good. We'll have his Instagram pop up. When yeah. We're talking about this. Yes, like, everything he does is with his phone. Everything he does is with his phone. Like the whole, all the vlogs we done in India, like he done in India, right. was using his phone. Right. And a lot of people message him saying, "Yo, what camera are you using? It's a really good camera." And, yeah. and he's just like, "It's just my iPhone. I yeah. think it's just got an iPhone seven or something." Yeah. And 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 it's got an internal stabilizer and everything. Yeah, yeah. And even mine doesn't. Yeah. I need to properly use the tripod, and it's still shaky <laughs> and stuff. And his one's so good. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah. Like the thing is, if you want to speak about something or something now there's no restriction man we've got our phones and cameras on they are expensive but you can get budget cameras right. just save up a couple of months yeah. or something yeah. when i get when i got my g7 
I had to save up a couple of months. And these days, you've even got all these like um, interest-free things where yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. it on loan and all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. If, if you're passionate, if you want to speak about something, yeah. you can do it. You're just stopping yourself making excuses. Exactly. I, everything else is like. And, and I want to hear you say it, and I wanted you to say it to you know people that are yeah. watching this. Is that don't let the gear stop you yeah. from creating the stuff that you want Definitely, to say, yeah. or saying the things that you want to say yeah, as yeah. well. So you did a recent trip to India, yeah. right? What sparked that trip to India, okay. um, and what was kind of the goal when you were going there? Okay, so basically, I've been wanting to go to India for about four or five years. And the thing is, my old friends I used to speak to about five years ago will probably know this. I used to literally sit and I was like, yo, I really want to go to India. I've got like things I want to speak about in India, yeah? And then they were like, what is it? And I had eight documentaries planned four years ago. Eight short documentaries. They were all different topics, like caste system, feminism, rape culture. Da, 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 da. I had about eight uh, transsexuals and eight different topics. But then it just never happened. It's just, it's just like the whole content creating thing. If we want to do it, we can do it, but we're making excuses. Right. Same thing. Like I wanted to do it, but I felt like I was making excuses. Like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have the money and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then a couple of months ago, uh, me and Vitajan were chilling. Just like chilling, drinking or something. Yeah, yeah. And then we were just like talking. And then he was like, oh, yo, let's, let's get out of here. I'm tired of England and stuff. Like, oh, it's, everything's so stressful here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, let's go Amsterdam. Yeah. And I was like, Bro, Amsterdam's just another England. The only difference is we're going to get more fucked over there. That's yeah, the only yeah. thing. I was like, if you want to escape, let's not escape to a place where we're going to fuck ourselves up or fuck our brains up or whatever. Yeah. Let's escape to learn shit. We're going to go there and we're going to like probably come back like with a new mindset where mm-hmm. we're going to like mm-hmm. be grateful for life and stuff. Right. So he was like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go India. So then that was like, what, two months before going to India, we made that plan. Right. We just quickly saved some money, bought the tickets, literally bought the tickets a couple of weeks after the plan, yeah. and then we just made it happen. Yeah. yeah. So it's always been like part of your ambition, but yeah. you're just creating excuses yeah, for yourself, yeah, yeah. and then finally you're just yeah. like, fuck it, I'm going to go there, and yeah. you're going to do it. And like I said previously to you when I was talking, uh, I, when I, the thing about India is I wanted to go solo, because the things I want to do, I don't feel like many people would like it. Right. So like I always said, like some of our friends used to ask me, like, let me come with you and stuff. I was like, nah, the thing is, I feel like, you're, you might be a restriction to me because the thing is, I would feel bad for you because I know that you want to enjoy, like, go to all the yeah, sightseeing yeah, places, yeah. but I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see the Taj Mahal and all that bullshit, yeah? Because yeah. it doesn't interest me. I yeah. can see it on YouTube if I want to see it. Yeah. But, like, you're not interested in the tourism. It doesn't. It doesn't interest me. Yeah. That's, that's the reason I'm not really interested in traveling around Europe as well because I feel like it's just another England with just a bit of a different culture. That's it. Right. There's not much difference. But I want to go, like, Africa, Vietnam, and India and stuff. I want to see different stuff. And when I say about, when I talk about these places, of course, I want to see the high-end shit as well. Like I want to see how the celebrity clubbing life is as well, just to experience it for a day or two. Right. But my main thing is, I want to experience the real India. Mm-hmm. So what they don't show you. Well, most of the people actually live through it. Exactly, through. exactly. Right. I want to walk through those roads. I want to see the people. I want to talk to these people. Right. And we had we had the opportunity to talk to so many people there. Right. We just stopped by and we talked to like random security guards. We were, we were speaking to like a little boy who, oh, this, this one mind fucked me so much. It was like, basically, we went to this, um, we've been staying at a bunch of hotels. Right. Right? They're all like cheap hotels. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, you know what, it's coming to the end of the trip. Yeah. Let's treat ourselves. Let's go to a nice hotel. Right. So we went to a hotel with like swimming pool and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We go there and we're about to eat. Yeah. In the hotel. And then I see like a kid at the back, like we're wearing a white shirt and black trousers, and he's like coming up to us and he's like, "What do you want for food and stuff?" And I'm like, "The vision." I was like, "Bro, this kid is young. How is yeah. he working here?" Yeah? yeah. Obviously, child labor. Right. And then I was like, "This hotel is basically an empty rack." 
an empty wrap is basically the term empty wrap is basically you know if you order like a burrito or a wrap right, yeah? right. it looks so nice from the outside but there's nothing inside it's like oh, a mutton roll right, if you go to tamil shops and buy mutton rolls here yeah. they look nice but there's no mutton inside it's just potatoes right, so my right, mom's right. call it potato roll so yeah. it's the same thing that hotel was the same thing it looks so nice from the outside you go inside it's all wonderful and shit then you see all these fucked up corrupt shit this kid's coming up to me to ask like what do i want for food and i'm like then I was waiting for those managers and other people to go outside so I can talk to this kid. Yeah. So they left and I'm me and Richard and start speaking to him. So I was like, oh yeah, how old are you? What's your name? He was like, oh, his name is Mutu. Yeah. And he was uh, like 16 years old. Yeah. And I've, I've got a feeling he was lying about his age and he was probably told to lie about his age because right, he looked right. younger than that. Right. And then, and the thing is, his shirt wasn't even like nice or anything. Like, I felt like he didn't know what he was doing. And I was like, where are you from? He was from Tanjo, yeah? Yeah, which yeah. is like a nice village site. And he was in Chennai and I was like, where's your family? He's like, yeah, they're back home. Uh, they're back home. And I, I, said, I was like, why are you here? Like, why are you working in Chennai? Mm-hmm. And he goes, basically, over there they have the system where if you work for six months, you can get your hotel management certificate. Right. So if you get that, then you can get into the whole field. Right. And I was like, and, but the, the problem is, a lot of people over there are using that as an excuse to use these little kids. So if you work six months, you get the certificate. So you, after, you can use that to get into your own like, job and stuff. Right. But then I feel like, they're, over there, the managers and uh, the, the bosses and stuff, they're using that... Thing as an excuse to use these little kids and give right. overwork them. I was like, how many hours do you work? He said the first week I was doing 16 hours a day. Wow. This kid's like 15 and he's doing 60. And then I was while I was eating, after we finished eating, I saw him like washing this big ass plate, and I just felt so bad. I don't know why. Right. And then um, I was like, and then I asked, I don't even asked him how much he get paid. Yeah. And you know these kind of questions that you don't want to ask where there's like the boss walking around because they're not going to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But then because you're doing your thing, but meanwhile this kid's like always. Looking over his shoulder to yeah, make sure he that was like panicking. I'm telling you, even when he was talking to us the whole time, he seemed very like panicky and stuff. He was just right. like talking very quietly and stuff. And yeah, so he was like, I get paid, uh, he said 500 rupees. Yeah, do you know how much that is? Five pounds a month. Wow, five pounds a month. What can you do with that money? Yeah. You can't do shit, but they have to deal with it, they have to put up with it yeah. because they want to get that yeah. hotel management thing. Yeah, but yeah, so even those kind of things, like, um, I remember that night, um. When, yeah, when we were, no, a couple of nights later, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't sleep and I was just like staring out the window and there's Vinci just knocked out, yeah? yeah, and he wakes up at four in the morning and he sees me staring out the window, he's like, what are you doing, man, go sleep, and I'm just like, bro, do you remember Mutu, yeah, and he was like, are you thinking about Mutu at four yeah. in the morning, and I, then he woke up and I was telling him, I was like, yo, that, how fucked is that, man, this kid's like 15 years old and he's getting paid five pounds a month and shit, it shakes you to your core when you it experience does, it first. It does, hand. exactly. And then that's, this is the main reason why we wanted to talk to people. We wanted to get to know. Because then when you come back, you just... You, you actually, uh, whenever people used to tell me, oh, if you go to Sri Lanka or India, mm-hmm. it changes the person. I never understood it. Mm-hmm. But then you understand. When you come back, it's like all these little things you appreciate so much more. Mm-hmm. It's like... Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm always talking to people about photography. I, I love to travel. Yeah. Right? And we're always talking about creating videos, creating pictures, and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. when people ask me, like... You know, how do I get the most out of like, I'm like, talk to, if you want to get the most out of your vacation, talk to people. Yeah. Whether it's your Uber driver, whether it's your taxi, whether it's the people at the restaurant, the waiter, waitress, wherever, yeah. wherever you go. Whether it's first, uh, you know, first class or whether it's even a third world nation, wherever you go. Exactly. Talk to the local people. Yeah. Because it will open your eyes and you can't imagine. So yeah. when you're talking about this, yeah. like, I'm, it resonates with me because yeah. that's the, you know, you get the most authentic experience. Yeah. And it should shake you a yeah, little yeah. bit. Like, you should realize yeah. the world that you live in. Exactly. Right? So you're over there, you're going there with the goal, you finally are like, listen, I'm going to go and make this content. You go there, you should meet a bunch of people, yeah. you create this content. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what your sort of platform is and what it is. So for context, I found you on Instagram. Yeah. Is that your main sort of like tentpole platform and then you have other places like YouTube and stuff or what's sort of your vision okay, for your so content? So when I started Nobox, 
My main platform was Facebook. Right. This was about two and a half, three years ago. Okay. But that's because three years ago, Facebook was Facebook was popping popular. three years ago. Yeah. That, was, that was the thing. And the funny thing is Facebook is so dead now. Right. Everything's happening on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And then I was put, at that time, when I was putting things on Facebook, I was getting the views, I was getting the shares, and mm-hmm. the message was getting out there. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, I realized that like, no one's really logging on to Facebook. Right. So then I started getting... Especially the people that you want to talk to. Yeah, exactly. And you want to d- dialogue with. Yeah. Yeah. But then I realized that all those people were on Instagram. Right. So then I was like, you know what? I need to pay more attention to Instagram. Yeah. And then I also realized that I need to get on YouTube. The thing is, I'll be honest, I've only uploaded like three videos on YouTube or something. Right, right, they don't right. have much views because I don't have so much subscribers. I haven't paid attention to I haven't spent enough time on YouTube. Right, right, right. But that's my aim the next two years. I want to really focus on YouTube. I want to get that folk like going proper big, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in the way I see your platform, I and mean, this is just my opinion, I don't yeah. know if you agree with it or not, but Instagram is almost like that marketing division yeah. of your brand, No Box, Nothing. where it's like a bunch of people come in, they see it, there's a bunch of like these micro shareable yeah. clips, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I mean, that's how I found exactly. you. And then it's just like, YouTube becomes where like, it's like your hub. Yeah, it's like more like a picture, more, more long form content, yeah, that kind exactly. of where you truly get to express your creativity. Yeah, yeah. So what's your vision? Is, is that similar to what the vision you have for yourself? Is that kind of how you see it going or is it something else? What do you mean? Like, do you see that, you know, Instagram is more your marketing and then YouTube no. becomes the platform where it houses... Because the thing is, when it comes to marketing and social media, things are going to change all the time. You don't know what's going to happen. Two right. years down the line, Instagram might die out and it might be something new. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, right now, they're starting this whole IGTV thing, yeah? Yeah. And I was looking into it and I know that wherever the news coming, you need to get into it. You need right. to, like, what, if there's any new, like, social media stuff, yeah. and if your long-term, long-term goal is related to social media and it's... Uh, raising awareness or making videos, right. then you need to jump onto these new things. Because I saw, like, if basically, you know, before, like many years ago, they had there was all these like Tamil singers and artists that everyone looked up to. Right. Like, okay, let's not say names, but there was a few people that yeah. was like everyone loved and stuff. Right. And then they went silent for about four or five years, mm-hmm. and then they jump on Instagram now, and they've only got like 200, 300 followers, mm. and they must feel like, what the fuck, what's been, what, what have I missed out yeah, on? Yeah. No one even cares about their songs anymore. They, they're still putting out, they recently started putting out songs again. Right. No one's really listening to them, because within those four years, these young kids from universities here and stuff, like the 17, 18 year olds, have like been consistent as fuck on Instagram. Yeah. They've built a name for themselves, like these guys from Switzerland, FS Prod, yeah. and guys here like um, IFT, Achu and them lots. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would say, like I always say, I always message Atu this. Like I don't really know him personally, right. but I'm, the one thing I always message him is I love your consistency, man. Like I know that's the key to success in anything you do, right. in anything. Just like, keep putting out content. You just need to keep putting it. I'm so bad at it. Yeah. Like I love it when other people are doing it. Yeah. I see. Well, it. relatively speaking, you're putting out more content than what most people do. Yeah, yeah. Compared to the average, yeah. right? And you still have a lot of stuff planned. Yeah. So yeah. is that your goal, just to keep putting it out there? Or is uh, there something other that you're like working on that you're looking to do in terms of growing your brand? Uh, for now, I'm just going with the flow. I'm just putting out content. And the thing is, with my content, you see on Instagram, like the posts and stuff, some of them are not even like planned. It's just, I'll be at home and I'll be thinking about something. I'll be reading articles. I'm like, oh shit, I want to talk about this. And I'll just talk about it. Right. Or like some things, it's just whatever you see, like you randomly bump into. For example, one of my posts the other day was... Um, not Mutu, there was another kid, I don't know if you saw that post, there, were, there was a picture of me with a, uh, with a kid in India on the, near the beach side. Yeah, it was, it was probably one of your new ones. Probably yeah, yeah, so yeah. he was sitting on the beach, yeah, and, on, and Vitajin captured that so well, he got the right timing, yeah? yeah, and that picture, I'm showing the kid uh, the video of why yeah, I took yeah, of yeah, him, yeah. and he was staring straight, he wasn't looking at the camera, yeah. so on that picture it looks like he's not interested, 
But what really happened was my guy was so interested. When I showed him of the footage I took of him, yeah. he was so happy, like he was proper laughing. He's like, oh, and like, and like, yeah. stuff, yeah. And I was like, who's your favorite actor? And he was like, oh, Vijay. I was like, yeah, Vijay, my dude, King girl. And he was yeah. so happy. He was like, right. oh, yeah. And then, like, because those some of those kids over there are savage as fuck, man. Like, they don't care. They're rude as fuck. They don't care. You can be the biggest guy, yeah. They would yeah. like probably like. They're not scared of anything because yeah. they've seen the worst. Yeah. So nothing scares them. Mm-hmm. So this random kid walks past. I think he probably, they probably have some personal problems or something. Mm-hmm. This kid walks past on the beach and then he's like, mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, does this kid really need a picture and stuff? Right, right, right. right. And as soon as he said that, I saw the guy's face change and he just kept looking at him. So that picture you saw is him looking at that kid. Right. And he kept staring at him. And then afterwards, I was like, yeah, all right, bye, pray to and stuff. Yeah. Even when I said bye, he didn't even say bye to me. He was just looking at the other kid. Yeah, he just staring him down. Yeah. He's grilling him. Yeah, like, and then it really hurt him. It affected him. Right. And then even those little moments, like, I look back at, and then I talk, like, I speak about it to people. And I'm like, do you know what? The thing is, the way we speak to people makes a huge difference, man. Right. The thing is, like... We, us humans can be so evil and so rude we don't realise it like mm. I do it all the time as well that's why when I wrote that post I said that I'm not even going to blame the other kid because mm. I am that kid sometimes mm. I'm that person yeah. and a lot of my friends are that person as yeah. well yeah. so before like we're, all, we're always so quick to judge and point uh, like things where like oh this guy's a bad person this yeah. person but then if you step back and look it's like I've been that guy as well yeah I've and really, you're a product of the environment you're exactly. in. Like, you sometimes succumb to those things without exactly. realizing it. Yeah, exactly. So then, the way I saw it is, like, I'm not going to blame the other kid because I've done the similar shit. And without realizing, I still probably do it sometimes to my friends. Like, I put them down maybe without realizing. I might say something negative. But then the truth is, we need to, be, we need to try and realize it right. before we say it. Right, because right, the right. thing is, that can really put someone down. For example, like, when... If you're going through, for example, let me give you an example. Like, let's say... Um, Let's say you're trying to make it in this media field or something. Mm. Yeah. Let's mm. say you want to start. Let's say you want to. Like, you're doing podcasts, right? Yeah. The banana podcast yeah. or something. Yeah. So you're doing that, and let's say you really want that to go well, but you're really stressing out and stuff. Right. Yeah. And at that stage, obviously, you want constructive criticism. You want people to say you can change this, you can change that. But imagine this is your passion. This is what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I just come there and I listen to it and I laugh and I'm like, it's so shit, man. Fucking yeah. put it away, yeah. yeah. And I, the thing is. There's two ways to say it. I could say this is so shit put it away, which could really affect you and you can make you think for 10 days and I'm like, maybe I'm not made for this. And you start right. doubting yourself. That fucks with your self-esteem, it fucks with everything. You might even end up giving up on this passion because of that one comment I made. Mm-hmm. But the way I could have changed it is, instead of saying this is so shit, I could be like, do you know what? I like it, but if you do this, it'll be a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's like, if, imagine you're wearing some sort of shirt, yeah? If I say this shirt is so fucking ugly, man, yeah. why are you wearing this shirt? Yeah. Another way to say it is, it's nice, man, but I think a different color will suit you better. Right, right, right. So it's we, funny because you literally took the question I was going to ask yeah. you regarding feedback and criticism. Okay. So, I mean, my personal opinion is whatever feedback you give me, yeah. my goal is to take the tone and emotion out of it. Okay. I, I mean, I, I consider myself lucky enough to kind of think this way. Okay. And I, my goal is, okay, what is the root problem? So yeah. if someone came to me and told me, and I've, heard, I've had this before, this is shit, yeah. or I'm not interested, yeah. cool. I've, I've, I've been able, lucky enough, to kind of take the tone and yeah. emotion out of it yeah. and think, okay, what can I make better? Mm. But for a lot of people, and again, this is part of the reason why I'm creating these episodes, is when they get this feedback, yeah. how can they continue to move forward? Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice that you know, you're thinking about how can you better your feedback for other yeah. people when you're giving criticism. Yeah. But for people that are not you know, that mature, yeah. that are going to get feedback, be like, you know, and it usually it's with our friends. You know, yeah. you make this creative thing, you share it with your friends, yeah. and a lot of people think, oh, because they're my friends, friends yeah. they're going to like it, they're going to share it, they're right. going to comment on it. Yeah. And that is not the reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 
here's the thing. Until you're actually 30,000 followers and yeah. people are fans of you, you then your friends want to jump on. That's and this it. is no, this is no knock against that's them. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. But really what it is, yeah. and this is a reality, yeah. your own friends are probably not going to share your content, nah. comment on them. Until they see you doing big, then I call you, I've been supporting you from day, day one. one. Like, nah, man, where yeah. were you all my exactly. during my struggle when I was trying to fucking do something? Exactly. And, and you know, my interpretation of this is it's fine. Yeah. I just want to get better enough yeah. that you actually want to be part of the Exactly. Way. But for people that are going to get criticism, yeah. for people that are going to get the things that say, this is shit, this is trash, you're, you're, you know, I've gotten it before, your video's out of focus, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. How, do, how do you as a creator yeah. deal with that and navigate that? Yeah, because the thing is, like I said, if it's constructive criticism, I appreciate that. I don't want my friends to come well, up to me. Well, that's easy though, yeah. right? No, because the thing is, if I don't want my friends to just fucking like everything I do, right. the thing is, that's, that gets boring as well because I'm not going to challenge myself. Right. So, I, like, for example, um, uh, I've got a friend who's a singer, his, his name is Jadu, like, Watch his shit. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Him, well, he will send it to me because he knows that mm. I'm not going to say it's good straight away. Mm. I'll mm. be like, yo, I love it, but I think there's no need for these lyrics. Right. Like, your lyrics could be better, right. or this could be better. Right, right, or right. if I really love it, I'll keep telling him, I'm like, I'm feeling this song, man, this right. one's going to be big. Yeah. Or if I'm not feeling it, I'm like, post it, but I don't think it's going to be big. See, or I, I think you're coming from a place of empathy, which okay. is amazing. Yeah. But most people are not coming from that. So. Okay. If you're thinking yourself as a creator, yeah. and someone's coming at you saying, "Eh, this is shit, yeah. eh, this is boring, okay. whatever it is," how do how you navigate? I, how would you navigate that? How do I deal with it? Or? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I think a couple of years ago, that kind of shit might have kind of had an impact on me. I, it right. doesn't really bother me anymore because it's like, like I said earlier on, if you're, if you're gonna say shit, at least give me like a feedback to it. Like, tell me why shit. Right. Don't just say shit because one of the things. Okay, there are some people might actually find it shit, yeah. but majority of people who say something shit because they're jealous or they can't create it themselves, right, right. or they want to speak about it. Because when it comes to my kind of content, yeah. it's more to do with what I speak about. So it's not the actual videoing or style or whatever. Yeah. So they might be like, "Oh, now nah, you're trying shit on this." Yeah, yeah. But then the actual truth might be that they want to say it, but they're not ready to say it to people. Right. And when they see me say it, when they see me come out the box and talk about it, they can't agree with it. They can't accept it. It's like, oh shit, this guy's actually talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only way for them to like, I don't know. So your way of navigating is essentially flipping the script on them. Yeah. And, and in somewhat, yeah. you know, you're interpreting as well, you're coming at me this negativity because there's some sort of negativity in you. Of course, that you're trying the majority to deal with. of the time, that's the, that's the thing. So is majority. that your advice to other content creators? Yeah. Is that just flip the script a bit? I always, always, always say it to my friends. Like, a lot, because uh, obviously being in this field, you make a lot of friends who are into media and stuff. Right. So a lot of them are like really passionate about singing or rapping or videoing or editing. And because they're so passionate, the thing about this field is it's not easy. You can't just make it like that. No. Everyone's trying so hard. So I meet people, the majority of the, my friends who are into this field, they're always stressed or like some of them go through depression and things right. like that. Because like, Julian, I want to make it. I don't know how to do it. It's not working. Because they're not getting the results. Then they're not right away. Yeah. So then the advice I give them is like, one, consistency. And two, it's just like, if they get that negative kind of comment, I'm like, bro, it's just that they're jealous. They want to do what you're doing, but mm. they don't, they're not, maybe they don't have the guts to do it or whatever. Mm, mm. But it's just like, that's their own insecurity, man. It has nothing to do with you. Right, right, right. Nothing to do with you. Most of the time, that's the case. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. Like, let, let me give you an example with my videos here. Step by step, yeah. This is how we, I saw a quote on that, and I never used to think about it until it happened to me, and I was like, oh shit, this quote is so true. Yeah. So basically, first, I'll start post. Let's say I start posting some videos. You'll get a bunch of like friends or people around you right. uh, who start hating on it. They'll be like, "Cause this is what I I go through and I've been through." Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me let me be honest. So I've got a, 
every type of friends, yeah? I've got friends who are into media. Yeah. I've got friends who think deep and talk about deep shit. Yeah. I've got friends who just drink up every day and stuff. Yeah. I've got friends who are like, like knowledgeable guys and stuff. They, I've, my, I've got friends everywhere, yeah? yeah? So it's like, and the thing is, they're not like close friends or anything. Like, to be honest, they all think they know me, but none of them really know me. Mm-hmm. One of the proponents that I've come to accept is your friends don't owe you shit. Yeah. And what I mean by that is your friends are your friends. Like yeah. They'll be there for you in the, in the event of an emergency. Yeah. You probably have a close group. Yeah. But they are not a branch of your brand. No. They're not employed by exactly. you. They don't owe you any marketing. No. Right? They don't. Um, and then some people might see that and be like, my content is not good because yeah. my own friends are not sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, what's your advice to people that are thinking that way? Um, and how do you kind of counter that? Yeah, like I said, there's two ways, yeah? No, that's a good point. Like, you know what? I never even thought of it the way you thought of it. Like, it's not, they don't, they don't, they don't know you shit. That's yeah. true. They don't need yeah, to post your shit. And the other thing is, I'm going to be posting shit every week, yeah? So I'm not expecting my friends to keep posting shit every yeah. week, my yeah. stuff. They don't need to, yeah? yeah. And, and they might not be interested in it. Because not, not all my friends are interested in everything I'm interested yeah. in. So if it doesn't interest you, then it's okay and stuff. What's sort of your um, advice to people? Yeah. That's creating content out there yeah. and they're not getting that traction right away. Like for you, okay. you know, on Facebook, you experience what 20,000 views is like. Yeah. You have a video on Instagram that's like 15,000 yeah. views already. So you already know that you're kind of on the right track. Yeah. And like those momentary um, uh, glimpses of mm. viral you yeah. know, marketing, mm. you already know what that feels like. Okay. So you're like, okay, I can continue to do this. Yeah. There's hundreds of people that are doing stuff every single day yeah. that don't even get close to them. They might get like five or six views. Like for yeah. example, I'll tell you right now, I had two videos that went and got 16,000 views yeah. and then the last two videos are like 100. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know how I would deal with that, but what sort of The main advice? thing, the main key thing is consistency. Right. Nothing else, man. Consistency. You've got to be consistent, man. Because the thing is, like you can be dropping, let's say you want to be a video maker, keep dropping video. Have like a plan, like, okay, every... Mondays and Thursdays or every Thursdays I'm gonna drop a video. Yeah. Even if you don't get the views, that's not the point. Just right. if this is your passion, if you love if you love creating art, yeah. don't look at the views. Right. The views means nothing for a while. Right. Like just keep creating it and somewhere down the line yeah. one of the videos will go big. Right, right. Like um this guy called Madan Gauri in India. Yeah. The funny thing is yeah his videos are so standard, yeah. He just stands in front of a wall yeah. and the background's just newspapers printed yeah. out. He just stands there and speaks for 15 minutes, no edits, no cuts. Right. He would pick a topic and he started doing it as a hobby, yeah, in India. And he would, he's so knowledgeable, he's like 24 years old, yeah, and he mm-hmm. talks about everything like so deep and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, he was, probably wasn't getting much views. And one or two of them like went viral. When I say viral, they got a million views because he started talking about like the rape culture and things mm-hmm. like that in India. Mm-hmm. They got a million views within a few days. Next thing you know, within like a year or two, he's got a million subscribers. Right. A million subscribers, and he's like very well known in India and mm, stuff. Mm. And I had the privilege to meet him when I went right. to India and stuff. Yeah. So I, had, I was spoke to him, we spoke, spoke about ideas and videos and things like that. Yeah. And we shared our knowledge and stuff. So, yeah, so, and then he told me like it's because he was consistent. Now he does it, he has this thing that every single day at 2.15 he needs to drop a 15 minute studio. Right. So it's, it's just, that's how it works. You just have to be consistent. Yeah. And... If you, if you really love what you're doing, don't really worry about yeah. the negative comments and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. this is your passion, man. Like, yeah. for example, when my friend does music and when he's not getting the views or when he's not getting the views, he expected. Yeah. For me, I'm like, yo, you got, that's a lot of views, yeah? Mm-hmm. But then he expected like a million views or something. I'm like, right, bro, right. one, we're not making English tracks. It's, it's not, we're not going to get a million views just like this. <laughs> like, we don't have a huge community right now and stuff, yeah? yeah? And two, it's like, 
if you love making music, if this is your passion, mm. if this is what makes you happy, if this is what makes you forget everything, mm. then don't worry about the views. Just keep doing it for your for your own happiness. Yeah, Do it yeah. for your happiness. Yeah. Like when I post these, like, because uh, you know you were like, oh, you saw like your videos go viral or something, yeah. yeah, yeah? yeah. But the honest truth is, I don't even have much following or much uh, like exposure compared to like when you think about how much I've been posting right in comparison to other people right like the um, there's a there's one of these kids on Instagram he started posting last year he's got about 15k followers or something because he posts comedy people love comedy people want entertainment they don't want to hear my shit like some people do but you don't want to hear it every day right it's like Tamil movies like if you go to India the movies that make the most money are like the Vijayajit films that makes no sense half of them commercial commercial films it's because the thing is over there. When I spoke, to, even Madan Gauri, he said this because we I started speaking to him about some deep film I watched the other day called right. uh, Pariyar and Perumal, which is an amazing film about the caste system. Yeah. Right. So I was speaking about, it and he was like, "Oh, do you know what? I don't watch that film. I don't watch uh, any emotional film because he was like, I'm your standard Indian uh, cinema guy who just likes to uh, like we, we've got a stressful day here. Yeah. We see negative shit every day in our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to go to the like cinema. An yeah. So we want to escape and have fun in it." So it's the same thing with Instagram. People are like going to work 9 to 5, struggling or stressing. Yeah. They don't want to come back home and see this fucking Tamil guy sitting there talking about depression or like car right. system or being right. deep about everything. Or like to, it's to the point where people message me saying, why are you always so deep? Why is everything you do so deep? And I'm like, do you go up to comedians and say, why are you always dropping comedy? Like, I'm a different character. That's it. Yeah. Don't question me. This is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, this, and the thing is, this is me on Instagram. Yeah. You don't, the thing is, and the other, the other main thing we need to talk about is, what you see on Instagram is not what most people are. I like how you're actually asking the question before I even ask. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, that's an ex- excellent thing to bring yeah. up because a lot of times people are looking at the stuff yeah. and looking at some of the people they look up yeah. to and they think that perception is reality, so to speak, exactly. that what they see, that is how it yeah. is. And because my stuff doesn't look like that, yeah. I'm not successful. Yeah. They equate their value, their yeah. worth to some of the people that they're following. Exactly. What's your advice to people that are thinking that way? Thinking as in... Thinking that, you know, when they put out their content, yeah. it doesn't look like as good as the people that they follow. Or okay. they're not putting it out as often as the people they follow. Okay. How do you sort of... What was your, what's your advice to people that think My about? main thing is don't compare your journey to others. Because right. when you look at others and when you're like, oh, oh, I'm not doing it as good as him or her or something. Just yeah. don't compare your journey to others, man. That's the right. worst thing you can do. And I used to do that so much. Like, and I think I'm completely over that. I'm like, now... It's to the point where I can advise my friends not to do it because I used to think like that. Like a couple of years ago, I used to be the exact same person. I would go on Instagram and be like, oh, look at this guy. Why, why, is he, why is he getting so much like, attention for this? And then mm. I'm posting something deep and no one cares about it or something. Mm. He used to fuck with my head all the time. It's like, people don't care about what I want to talk about. Then mm. how the fuck are things meant to change? Right. Like right. I'm talking about depression or mental health amongst men. People don't give a shit. But then I feel like nowadays more, more and more people want to hear about these things, right. so, which is a good thing. But then the way I see it is you can't compare your journey to others. We're all doing our own thing. We all have our different versions of stories. Like we can't be, I can't be like, oh, he's got more views or she's got more likes or yeah, yeah. forget social media. Even like when it comes to businesses, like right. I can't be like, oh, look at my friend. He's 29 years old. He's got a car. He's got a house. I used to basically uh, four years ago when I used to work in Sainsbury's, there was this Tamil uncle and I'll never forget that guy because I hate that fucking guy. Yeah? <laughs> and I, one day I want to go up to him and be like, look at me now. Yeah. yeah so yeah. basically this Tamil uncle, used to fucking, he used to be like, um, uh, I was like 21 years old at 22 or something. Right. Or 22, 20, yeah, 23, 23-ish. And he, he would come up to me, yeah? And then he would be like, um, 
இந்த மகன் டாக்டர் இந்த அந்த மகன் இன்ஜினியர் லைக் நீங்கள் இன்னும் சயின்ஸ் பேஜ் இருக்காங்க இன்னும் கார் வாங்கல வீடு வாங்கல உங்க அம்மாக்கு போய் வீடு வாங்க வச்சு அண்ட் யூ சேட் எவ்ரி டே யூ கோ டு பாயிண்ட்ஸ் ஐ ரிசோ தட் ஓ நோ திஸ் இஸ் தி டிபிகல் லைக் கம்யூனல் திங்ஸ் லைக் ஹவ் கேன் யூ ஹவ் மேட் இட யெட் ஹவ் கேன் யூ கிவ் யூ சோ மச் அண்ட் யூ ஆர் ஹியர் வர்க்கிங் அட் திஸ் ஸ்டோர் அண்ட் இஃப் எனிதிங் ஆ ஓலா ஹட் தி ஆக்ரிக் ஹி ஹிஸ் பீன் இன் திஸ் கண்ட்ரி ஃபார் 20 இயர்ஸ் ஐ நோ டம் ஆங்கஸ் ஹவ் பீன் ஹவ் பீன் ஹியர் ஃபார் 20 இயர்ஸ் அண்ட் தேவ் மேட் இஸ் மில்லியன் அஸ் வெவர் சோ ஆக்ரிக் லிட்டரலி டர்ன் ஆன் அண்ட் சட் தி சேம் திங் ஐ நோ டம் ஆங்கஸ் ஹவ் மில்லியன் அஸ் வை ஸ்டில் இன் சேன்ஸ் பிரிஸ் Yeah. I could have said the same thing. But then at that time those kind of things used to get to me big time like you I'd come home and I'd be like I can't go back to that shit I, I don't want to work there anymore. Right. But and it's not because the thing is any job is a good job yeah as long as you're making some money and as long as you're providing for yourself no there's no such thing as a bad job. Yeah. But this guy made me feel like that job was a bad job because mm-hmm. he would make me feel like why are you here you should be doing like go get a degree job because I, I at that time I was I graduated as a um uh, in forensic science mm. but then i was not interested in it by mm. the end of the degree i was just like i don't want to do that and if i get into a 95 in forensic science yeah. i won't have time to do my own things so the only way to give myself time is to get a part time job somewhere close by right. and then give myself time to create videos and stuff yeah. so i was like i'm going to take a bit of a risk while all my friends who came out of uni were again what like bankers this and that earning money like yeah. they're starting to buy properties and stuff at that at that time it fucked me big time and especially these comments i was like like oh shit like what am i doing in my life now like i'm getting old and all these guys like all my friends are making it big yeah. but then now when my younger younger friends were trying to create something when they come up to me and say the same thing i see myself in like i'm just mm. like yo i used to be like you mm. but now i don't give a shit mm. because the thing is it's all different journeys why am i going to look at my friend who's got a big house and a car or something mm. and compare myself when that's not what i want right if i wanted that I could have got a degree related job I could have had that but that doesn't make me happy. Right. So I might not have what they have or something yeah. but that's because my journey is different. So really your advice to people is like really try to find out what you, you want. Yeah. Like, and don't let other people's social pressures almost exactly. navigate that for you. And and like what's the point of doing something you hate for the rest of your life? Right. Just just to fit in. Just so a tamu uncle can come up to me and say, "Oh, you're a doctor now, you're earning good money, you're a good kid." No, that shit doesn't make me a good right, kid. Right, right, right. And do you know what I hate when you go to tamu events and stuff, yeah? <laughs> and then like uh, like tamu aunties like even like your mom or someone she was just coming to me like tini manda pulla doctor ampate star and it's like for me it doesn't make a difference if they're a doctor or got 10 stars right. I, i've experienced the same shit when i went to this club once at uni these two tamu guys came up to my friends like to these girls and they're like this is how they introduce themselves they get the card and they're like oh, i'm a second year medic and stuff mm-hmm. and like, literally that night also if you, you can even ask this girl I re- I replied to them by saying what difference does it make mm-hmm. like why do you have to introduce yourself by saying I'm a second year medic right. does it make you better than me right. does right. it make you it doesn't make a difference yeah. man because at the end of the day you could be a dickhead and it doesn't your degree makes no sense exactly and that's the same thing I told like my family it's like don't look up to these kids just because they're okay they might be nice people but you don't need to like say he's a doctor patist and all that right. because that person could be the biggest dickhead and you're making him feel like right. like and they end up feeling like they're superior as well mm-hmm. so they start introducing them so like look I'm a doctor now not pretty pretty and they start looking down on others because the, because it's not their fault these tamu people are like making them feel of course, big of course and then and then without realizing they're making the others feel shit and it's like also oh, am I not as good as him because I'm not a doctor yeah, yeah, am yeah. I not as good as him because I didn't get any stars yeah but then the way I see it, it's like again it's like your own journeys you got to find your own passion but this is what makes me happy yeah. and if it doesn't fit like in people's like head and if it doesn't if I'm not following the normal society's box and shit yeah yeah I don't really care because yeah, yeah. I don't think I was made for that shit. It, it resonates with me because a lot of the stuff that you're saying is when people, and again, I talk to a bunch of creators, we're talking about the same thing, and it's this common thread is once you figure out 
truly without ego yeah. what your purpose is yeah. like what you want to do yeah. what your end goal is whatever it may be all that stuff goes to the side yeah, all, yeah, of course. all the social pressures leave so I think really you kind of hit the nail on the head yeah. right there is you know for any content creator whatever it may be yeah. whether you want to be a fashion designer makeup, makeup artist yeah. vlogger anything you want to do yeah. is find that that higher purpose yeah. because once you find that yeah. nothing will shake you yeah, you yeah. become unwavering you will not bend because your single focus is to kind of make that exactly. happen. Exactly. So, for yourself, uh, and I kind of asked about it before, but I'll ask about it either. What is sort of that singular goal or passion or purpose? If I were to ask you, like, what is that one thing that makes you get up in the morning, that makes you want to go to different parts of the world to continue to make content? That no matter what time, you know, if you're getting negative feedback in your DMs, mm-hmm. you still want to keep going. What's that singular goal or passion? Do you know what, that's, that's actually a hard question because the thing is, I don't have an end goal yet in my head. I don't have like a, I'm literally going with the flow. Right. And while I'm going through this flow, I'm meeting like-minded people. And that's right. where the whole law of attraction comes and stuff. Right. Like, and I think like, you know, there was a time where my mind was so negative that everyone I was attracting were negative people like backstabbers and right, right, right. dickheads that I, would, I don't even want to see for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, but then after a certain point, like when my mind's positive and I'm like, going towards like following my passion or something right. yo this is when I fully believed in the law of attraction because everyone I'm meeting these days have some somehow yeah. I can relate to or I want to like learn a bit from them right. do you get what I'm saying right. or they might have something to learn from me which is kind of how this even interaction yeah, exactly. came to be too exactly like today I met you yesterday I met this guy from New York a Tamil guy who's yeah. into like music and stuff right. we had the deepest conversation about like feminism and gender inequality and stuff and we were just talking about how like us men have so much ego and all this shit then I, when I was talking to him I was like do you really think there are other guys here in England talking about these kind of topics right now yeah. because of our ego we don't even talk about this shit like I was asking him I was like when's the last time you cried and stuff and he mm. was telling me openly he was like oh this happened in my life mm. I cried like the other day I cried and then I'm just like yeah this time I cried mm. so we're just mm. talking and I'm like I don't think not in a cocky way or something, but I don't, I don't, I can't even see many guys talking about these issues right. or like certain things. So yeah, that whole law of attraction thing, like you start me and like, I was glad I met him and then even like Robert and stuff. Yeah. Like it was so random that I met him. Yeah. I, 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 that day, that was the day when I was like, okay, I'm going to start making these little videos, these one minute documentaries about people. Yeah. And I went to Wembley, I started talking to random people. I saw his dad, yeah. I made a video with him, yeah. and then he was like, oh, why don't you go see my son? Then I met Robert, and I was like, oh shit, this guy's so interesting. And for those that are listening to the podcast that don't know Robert, uh, graciously welcomed <laughs> us to Space Go Code Academy here in the UK, uh, so thank you for that. Um, and, but that's, I mean, that's kind of how these interactions yeah. and networking exactly. kind of comes to be. And then like, um, even when I went to India, before I went to India, I was messaging um, this guy who's like a business, uh, business he's like into businesses and stuff. He was messaging, I never, I, never really pay atten- I never paid attention too much and until he was like, oh, I'm in India, why don't we meet up? I met with him, his name is Abhi. Mm-hmm. We chilled for 10 days with him straight in India, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I swear he's one of the nicest guys I've met in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where I would like call my friend and I'd call my sister, like, I was like, I swear I met the nicest guy. Like, this guy is so, why, why is he like this? Yeah. Like, I, I keep meeting dickheads and this guy's like, he's genuinely nice, he genuinely wants the best for everyone. He was like, helping me, he's like, Julian, why don't you start this business? Why don't you do this to make it better and stuff? He just, that's all he talked about. Right. It was never about me, me, me. He was like, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. And you hardly ever meet people like that. Mm-hmm. So then again, that's, that's more of that whole law of attraction. It's like, shit, I'm finally like meeting people so like for you it's less about the end goal it's more about i know the path that i want to walk down. yeah it's more and throughout the journey i don't know where it's going and it's i feel like it's this exciting shit that's going to happen in the next few years or yeah, something yeah. but then like the reason i don't have an end goal is because i feel like 
I might end up doing something bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where it's going. I really don't know where my life's going right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no... But it's interesting you mentioned that because I talk to a couple of people and it's usually one or the other. Yeah. You know, for me, I, I know what the end goal okay. is, so to speak, yeah. or like what that higher kind of purpose yeah. is. That's what motivates me. Yeah. But I'll talk to people similar to you yeah. where it's like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I just know I enjoy, I enjoy doing this. This, exactly. You know, I, I talk to people that are in sales yeah. and they are making, you know, six to seven figures yeah. in sales. Yeah. And I asked them, like, you could easily be running the business. Yeah. You could easily be going up. Yeah. Like you've turned down promotions and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Why? And it's yeah. like, I just enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. this is my journey. This yeah. is my story. I enjoy exactly. it. This is what keeps me going. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting here you say that as well. That you know sometimes you don't even need the end goal. It's yeah. really finding out what you love to and do. And I think through the journey, while you meet people and stuff, you obviously pick up a few things from people, and you start realizing like different things. For example, like this hoodie or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the 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 way, the way I started my own like clothing or whatever is because. I'm I'm not into brands anymore. I right. used to be. I used to save up everything to fucking buy Ralph Lauren tops and all right, that shit. Right, right. But I hate it now. I just I, I can't like see myself wearing it because it's not. I'm not saying you shouldn't wear it or anything. Yeah. But me personally, that's right. not me. Right. I'm not willing to spend that much money to wear that shirt or whatever because mm-hmm. of that little logo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a nice shirt, then yeah, why not or something? Yeah. yeah? yeah. But I don't see the point because I feel like most of the things we do is to impress other people. So I felt like back then when I was wearing the Ralph Lauren was to mainly was go, it, for yourself? it was it was mainly to show others. I think without realizing it was mainly to be like, oh look at me, I'm wearing yeah. this and stuff, yeah? yeah. And you kinda get happy that other people are like appreciating it. But then at the end of the day you realise it's nothing about like what you're wearing or how you look like, it's mm-hmm. more what's inside you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started attracting like minded people, because then I realised like people don't care anymore. Yeah. It's about like when I say certain things like oh shit, Julian's saying what I've, been, I've always wanted to say, then they become friendly and we start talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like with these hoodies and stuff, I was like, I'm done wearing that, but what do I wear and shit? What yeah. am I gonna wear? So I was like, why don't I make my own things where it's my clothes and while I'm walking, I can raise awareness. Right. So I'm literally walking and raising awareness. And it's not just through the videos People anymore. that are listening to this, I encourage you to actually look at the video content. It's, you know, basically sexism, homophobia, racism, transphobia, xenophobia, all yeah. crossed out. Exactly. So essentially your goal was like, well, if I don't, find any satisfaction in wearing these brand name clothes. Yeah. Let me make what I want. Yeah. Which, again, completely obscure. Like, no <laughs> average person is going to go do this, but yeah, it motivated yeah. you enough to go yeah. and do this. Right? And then the hoodie before this one was basically, on the back of it, I wrote, um, uh, 75% of suicide rate are men. Yeah. And I wrote a little paragraph about depression. Right. And when I used to wear that, and I, when I go on trains or whatever, I can see people reading it. Right. And I've had people say like, oh really, like I didn't know that and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you're starting a conversation. Because yeah. then the then people behind me, they might not come up to me and talk about it, but, but they might talk amongst themselves like, oh shit, you know 75%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm still raising awareness. Yeah. So Even through your, your passive interactions. <laughs> exactly, you're without raising, even talking, yeah. without talking. And I remember when I was um, talking about selling those, like a lot of people are supportive, they're like they want to buy it and stuff. But the thing, the way I see it is don't buy it to support me. Yeah. Don't say like, oh, he's my friend, I want to support him. And yeah, yeah. Buy it because you genuinely believe in it and you yeah. like it and you want to wear it and you want to wear it around and stuff. Yeah. Don't, don't come up and be like, oh, I want to support you, Julian, buy it. Don't do that. that yeah. I don't like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, I, pre- I prefer if you just buy it with genuine intention. Like, oh, mm. shit, I believe in that shit. Let me wear it and stuff. Yeah. And like, and I remember I had this funny DM once where, where this girl said, uh, I would buy it if... Um, the money goes towards like some sort of charity that's gonna help the thing. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it is, yeah, when you buy like an 80 pounds shirt in Ralph Lauren, mm-hmm. do you go up to them and say, I'll buy it 
if you put that money towards charity. Yeah, yeah. You, why would you never question it when you're spending 150 pounds on your training? And I have an opinion on this, but I want you to keep yeah. going. Yeah, okay. everyone wants to when they're supporting this stuff. What, what they want to know where it's going. Yeah, why is it that when within our friends, when we start making money through things, yeah. it's like, where's the money going? What are you going to do with it? Yeah. And stuff. But then you never question it when you go buy those fucking 500 pounds trainers. You don't even say, oh, it's 20, at least 20%. No, none yeah, of it goes to You buy your Yeezys. You're not no. asking Kanye West, hey, what charities nah. are you supporting? And you're just making rich people even richer. Yeah. But then when it's your friends, you're struggling to support them. It's like, oh, you're thinking, you're asking 100 questions. It's like, why do you care about what I do with the money? And to be honest with you, the, money's, the money I'm going to make through these is probably going to go towards creating more shit. Yeah. I'm probably going to end up buying more lenses for this camera. Exactly. Or I'm going to end up like, uh, using it for another trip to India and make more videos. I'm not going to end up, because I'm not really materialistic, so it's not going to go to waste. Yeah, yeah. I'll end up creating more shit. Yeah. So don't question me on why, where it's going. I 100% agree with you. The people I talk to is, you know, when I'm, I'm creating content, a lot of this stuff, and people see that as, as free. Yeah. But what's subsidizing this is that you know, I have a nice full-time job, but I actually do wedding photography, okay. and all that goes into fueling this. Okay. Oh, not all of it, but most of it, most right? Of it, yeah. And then, you know, there's sometimes I'll go as a second shooter with other people, okay. and then every now and then, I will just go and shoot the wedding myself, yeah. hire people. And I've come to realize I will charge above your average rate. Okay. I charge the price that I charge. And I always get questions like, hey, how much do you charge for a wedding? And I throw them the price. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty thing. And they're like, whoa, 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 I can't afford that. Yeah. I can get another guy. Fine. No problem. And guy. then for me, it's just like, I know that I can find someone that's willing to pay that price. Yeah. For me, I don't have to do as many shoots. Mm. And then a lot of that profit goes into funding this. Stuff. Yeah. And I like that you brought up the idea of like charity, what charity? Listen, I'm upfront about it. Yeah. None of my money is going to charity. Yeah. When I donate to charity, yeah. it's out of my pocket. I exactly. do that on the side. Exactly. But when you're supporting my work, yeah. it's so that I can go and create more dope yeah. shit. Like, yeah. I want to get paid as much as I can get yeah. paid so I can create more things exactly. that are better than the last thing. Exactly, yeah. Right? And so, again, when you're saying that, and I think we need to dispel this amongst you know yeah. people, is that, listen, this is not Tom's shoes where yeah, you yeah. buy a pair of shoes and I'm going to give a poor African yeah, child yeah, yeah. another pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Where more most people don't realize that charity might be disrupting the local economy exactly. in certain ways, right? Exactly. Like, there's better ways to support people. Yeah, definitely. You know? um, so, I mean, kudos to you for bringing that up as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not scripted as well. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. When you're actually, you know, going to these places, uh, what's sort of your plan of attack, honestly? So, again, there's a lot of people that are content creators are probably watching this or hearing this and like, okay, I want to go to XYZ country and create stuff or even maybe just go out of their house yeah. and network. Yeah. Uh, what's sort of your advice to that to meet new people, to do these things that are, again, outside of people's normal comfort zone? I think it's not easy because the thing is I had that struggle as well at the start. I had, I had like hundreds of ideas, but I never got that. I, I couldn't step out of my comfort zone, so I was just like, how am I going to do it? How can I just go up to a random man and ask him if he wants to be in a documentary or something? Right, right. And then that, that day when I met Robert's dad, I'm not going to lie, I, I went with Vitagen. This was the first day where I told him, this, I have this idea, I want to make one minute. The funny thing is, I only made three of them. I was never consistent after that. This, right, this right. is my mistake. And I'm telling you guys that you've got to be consistent, but yeah. I wasn't at all. Right. My idea was 50 of these one-minute videos, but none of them, I only made four or something. Right, right, right. But at that, that day, I was like, okay, Richard, this is my idea. Let's go down Wembley. Let's walk down that road. We asked about 100 people, and I made two videos. Mm. Only two people said yes. Mm. The 2% yeah, success rate. 100 people. Yeah, yeah. And that was me coming out of my comfort zone, and me... Accepting the fact that it's not easy. Yep. You're not going to get shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, that's, that's the thing. The first thing is you just have to make that step of getting out. Just, right. just that first initial step is the hardest one. Once you get out, it's, it becomes so easy. What's your advice to that person? So the person that's listening to this yeah. right now or watching this right yeah. now, you, imagine you're talking to them. Yeah. Just 
do it. Like, <laughs> don't waste time. Just do it. Like, tomorrow, do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the other day, um, this girl was showing me her artwork on Instagram from Canada. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Vincia. She's so talented. Like, yeah, yeah. She, she does a lot of things. I have heard of her, and yeah. I have dialogue with her as well. Yeah, so, we'll yeah, plug yeah. her channel yeah, here yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So, you're talking to Vincia? Vincia. Yeah. And she showed me her, art, her artwork, and I was like, yo, this is mad. Like, I didn't know you could draw. And she was like, oh, I want to put it on t shirts and stuff, yeah? Yeah. And I want to create my own clothing and stuff. And then, and then I was like to her, like, what are you waiting for? And then she was like, oh, I don't know. I'm just like, uh, and she said something. And I was like, no, 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 do you want to do it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. Don't waste time. Do it tomorrow. F- call up a few people. Find out where you can print it or do it. Like, don't waste time. Just get your art. Just do it. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's, the funny thing is I need to give myself that same advice because right. I'm very good at telling people like, yo, you got to do this. You got to be like, blah, blah, blah. but then I hardly ever follow my own advice. Like, yeah, consistency yeah. is one of those things. I'm not yeah, consistent yeah. and I'm going to try my best to be consistent yeah, yeah. with everything I do. But that's the main thing, like, whatever it is, just don't waste time, bro. Why, why are we waiting two, three weeks for something to happen? Why do we yeah. have to wait so long? Just do it tomorrow. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, try again. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Just, yeah, yeah. You just and, have to do it. Yeah, and part of it is accepting the fact that being open to failure. Yeah. Like, it's okay to fail. Exactly. It's okay to struggle. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a successor. But yeah. in every kind of thing that you do, there's yeah. lessons to be learned. And I think you have to fail. Yeah. You have to fail. Like, like, so you think failure is a necessity? 100%. You have to fail. Otherwise, it's just like appreciate anything in life like like i don't know if you never saw i don't know if you if you if it's always gonna be uh, you know what? no go on this because i think i know where you want to go yeah. but i want you to get that analogy yeah for example like uh if it doesn't rain you're mm. not gonna appreciate the sun right like you're, it's gonna have to rain once in a while yeah. for you to be like oh shit finally sunny yeah. and stuff yeah like, how do you know what happiness yeah, is if, if you've never exactly, truly experienced sadness? Exactly. If it's sunny every single day, you're going to be like, oh, shit, it's sunny. Yeah. But if it rains once in a while and it's sunny the next day, it's like, oh, fine, it's good yeah, weather yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's the same shit with businesses or fate. When, you, when you're trying to start businesses or content creating or videos, if you don't fail, I don't feel like you're going to appreciate shit. Mm-hmm. And you have to fail to learn so much. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, when, as soon as I finished uni, like, during my third year of uni, I started a business and it was like a tuition center in Coventry. Right. And I put everything I was working in Sainsbury's, I was pumping into that business. Right. It was a small center for like maps and science and stuff. And it was like near a temple and it wasn't going well. I used to drive there every weekend and I used to try and make it work. I was putting posts, I was putting leaflets in every door. Like yeah. I was going with my friends around commentary, just putting leaflets and going up to people and this and that. But it just wasn't working. I don't know, I was making mistakes. But then I gave up on it. I gave up too quick. That was one of the issues I learned. Like I gave up too quick at that time. Mm-hmm. And I started another business with a friend in London. Then I started another one. I had about three or four failed businesses. Mm-hmm. But then the thing is, I had to fail. I learned so much from them. Mm-hmm. I learned so much. Mm-hmm. One of them is like, I learned not to give up quickly. Because mm-hmm. with all those businesses, I gave up too quick. And one of the key things to businesses is, it takes time. Mm-hmm. You're not going to start making money like that. With any business, any typically business. your first two, three years, this is the same for me, I'm yeah. pretty sure with Lali, is you're actually losing money for exactly. the first couple of years. Yeah. Uh, or you know, barely hitting that profit yeah. line, and it's not until that you truly work on you know the efficiencies exactly. that you can get a P and L that yeah. looks nice, right? And Where the, the banks is, want to give you a loan. And the problem is at that age, maybe maybe it was the age or something. I wanted things quick, and maybe again it was the fact that everyone else around my circle were making money, were getting fifty k, sixty k, buying houses and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 I want it quick. I want to open distribution center. I want to make money. Yeah. And another thing I realized is if you're gonna if you're gonna start if you're gonna start a business for money. Yeah. It's not going to be successful. Yeah. Start a business with passion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At that age, what I was doing was I was making all this, creating all these businesses for the sake of money. Mm-hmm. Like I even started a biryani business in university, mm-hmm. 
I don't give a shit about providing biryani to people. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not passionate about it. I can't even cook biryani. Yeah. But I started this business because I saw money there. I was like, okay, do you know what? There's 70% Asian students in Birmingham. Yeah. And we all fucking love home food. And we yeah. miss home food. Yeah. And I'm going to provide a service where we're giving, giving you guys nice biryani for cheap. Yeah. With like, uh, for like very cheap price. Yeah. I started it. I, put my, I made links. It took me some time. I kick-started it. And I was making a bit of money or whatever. But a couple of days later, I gave up because I was like, nah, this ain't good enough, it's hard. It took me six months to plan it. It took me three, four days to give up on it. Right. Again, that's when I realized if you run after businesses for money, it's not going to work because I'm not passionate. So how am I going to like wake up in the morning and be like, oh shit, I want to do this. I'm more like, oh fuck, I need to fucking try and make this business work. But then... Well, nowadays, like nowadays, the businesses that I follow are more, it needs to have something that I can relate to or right. I'm a bit passionate about because right. that way I'm like, shit, I need to start this. I wake mm. up excited. It's like, mm. I need to get this out there. It's not just for the money. I'm going to make money from it, mm-hmm. but it's more to do with what I like. Right, 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 right. So if, yeah, that's another I thing. I mean, it's interesting you say that. And it's one of the things that kind of I talk about whenever it's a speaking engagement or whether it's, you know, just talking to people that I'm working with is understanding the difference between purpose and motivation. Yeah. Where motivation is money. Yeah. Right? You can get motivation in like, okay, I want to make $100,000. That's motivation. Yeah. yeah. You can get negative motivation where your boss is like, hey, you better get this done yeah. or you're fired. Yeah. That's motivation. Yeah. And then what I tell people is motivation is good, but you need purpose. Yeah. Purpose is what really is intrinsic. Exactly. You know, it pushes you from the inside. Motivation is like external. Yeah. It's coming at you in terms of yeah. feedback or monetary or what you see. But purpose is internal. It actually makes you want to, like you said, yeah. get up in the morning. Exactly. And that pushes you. And I think really it's that. Yeah. And motivation added to that might help it. Yeah. But it's it, it's exactly what you said, where it yeah. really gets you up in the morning. And without purpose, yeah. motivation just isn't enough. Exactly, yeah. Where you talk about, you know, you plan it for six months and three days later, you're like, yeah, this yeah. is not for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, continuing on this, and we're kind of jumping around here. I found you through a video that someone else shared. Okay. Um, and I'll kind of, again, this is a long way to start the conversation, but let's try to go with it. Is where you talk about colorism, yeah. especially in South Asian societies and Asian yeah. societies. Now, we have our own show called the Banana Boys Podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where we talk about, you know, growing up Tamil, growing up, you know, South Asian uh, in Canada. Yeah. Through a comedic lens. Okay, yeah. We look at certain topics. So we talk about Tamil stereotypes in episode one. Yeah. We talk about uh, dancing and what it means to our culture in episode yeah. two. Episode three is probably going to talk about things that you're already talking about, yeah. but through a comedic lens. Yeah. And the way we see it is we're going to talk about these things and we're going to disarm these notions yeah. through comedy. Yeah. What you've done and what kind of, well, not kind of, actually motivated me to reach out to you yeah. and have this dialogue is the video you made yeah. where you talk about colorism in Tamil cinema, yeah. and to the point that you know they're hiring European women yeah. that don't speak the language, Absolutely. no affinity to the culture, yeah. to come in and take roles yeah. to tell our story in a way. Exactly. Right. So let's talk about that topic yeah. first. Elaborate on that. What's going on right now, yeah. and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay. So like I previously explained, I, I previously explained why I started talking about colorism because of my friend and right. all those things. That's the basic like. Uh, foundation to why I started talking about colorism. Right. But then, like in cinema, for example, like I said, when I went to um, uh, South India with Vitrigen, by the end of those three weeks, I was like, I, was, I think I was on the plane or something, I was like telling him, I was like, yo, we were in Chennai in South India for three weeks, yeah? I did not fucking bump into Hansika looking people or Amy Jackson looking people yeah. or Tamna looking people. Yeah. Where are these people? Why the fuck did they keep portraying them as like the girl in Chennai or the girl who works in... 
you don't see those people. Yeah. And obviously, these little girls or whatever, when they grow up, they're gonna like, yo, this is what you're watching, and whatever you watch, you're brainwashed. Yeah, for mm. example, like mm. I, I watched fucking Rajini, and I used to be like, yeah, I want to be a hero like him and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then when you grow up, you realize that half of the shit he said is fucking dumb anyway. Yeah, he used yeah. to tell women how to behave. Yeah. He used to be like, oh, boom, blend out, yeah. like, yeah. at that time, I'm like, yeah, I want to be like him, yeah. and a woman should behave like this. Yeah, and then as I grow up, and I'm just like, I look back at Polly up, and I'm like, wait, this used to be my favorite film but it doesn't make sense why is he telling her how to behave why does he yeah. who does he think he is to tell yeah. them how to behave yeah, and, yeah, shit? Yeah. and it's the same thing with movies like with women as well so you're gonna little girls are gonna watch this and they're gonna be like oh shit I wanna be like Amy Jackson but how do I become like her I need to become fair and I'm, mm. I'm not fair mm. but then that, Amy Jackson it does not re- represent fucking South India at all mm-hmm. at all yeah, so that, that's one that made me want to like talk about it. And when I spoke about that on my previous podcast about Amy Jackson, and I'm speaking about it again on this podcast, yeah, yeah. and I don't care, I'll probably speak about it forever, even... I've already spoken about that. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, yeah, the... What did I say? Like, you talked about it before, you're talking about it now. It's probably something that you're not going to stop talking about. Yeah, because, and even though I got a lot of like people like coming into my DMs and being like... When I, sp- when I released our previous Amy Jackson one, I had a lot of people saying like, oh, why are you hating on her? Rah, 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 rah. Like, oh, she, uh, she's just doing her job and this and that. Yeah. Right. The thing is, what I need to make clear in this podcast about the previous one is that yeah. I don't hate Amy Jackson. I don't know her to hate her. Why am yeah. I going to hate on this yeah, yeah, yeah. woman? She could be the nicest person. Yeah. But I hate the fact that Tamil cinema does this. Yeah. I probably hate the director and the producer. Mm-hmm. They are to blame, mm-hmm. not her. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like, from her point of view as well, me, I don't know, because at the end of the day, you got to survive, you need to make money and stuff. Right, right. But maybe there's like this thing called, like, there's morals and stuff. For yeah. example, if they call me in China and then tell me to act as a Chinese person, yeah. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to do it. Oh, I'm glad you brought it up yeah. because I think this is where we differ. Yeah. Whereas that you think that, you know, I'm not going to blame her yeah. for taking this role. I'm of the vein that I kind of have to blame, you, you are some of the blame as well. And yeah, I'll give yeah. an example because, you know, in the Chinese film industry, yeah. they have this mentality, and you'll see American film industry, yeah. where they will hire, uh, you know, Muslims to play villains and play these yeah, 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 roles. In China, they'll hire the Americans to play the villains okay. and these kind of roles and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, I'm not too. I have no affinity to those. Yeah. But when it comes to South Asian cinema, if you are uh, someone that's not even linked to that, yeah. but you think it's okay to go take these roles, yeah. and you think it's okay to make a living off of this. Yeah. I'm okay passing blame on you and judging yeah, you in that perspective exactly, exactly. because I don't think that's okay. Yeah. If you were to hire me, yeah. to, if you were to ask me, hey, can you come act in this role? Yeah. This is the script and yeah. that kind of thing and yeah. I'm taking a role from someone else. Yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable saying no because yeah. I'm not motivated by the money or the exposure, exactly. whatever it may be. Yeah. I know what I'm about. Yeah. So for me, I'm comfortable passing blame on this actress yeah. because I think that you're not in line with your values or you may not have those values. Exactly. So, I'm okay putting it up. <laughs> yeah. kind of like some of the DMs, yeah, like I said, some of the people were like, oh, why are you hating on her? She's just making a living out of it. Yeah. She's actually a good actress. Okay, forget the whole colorism thing, yeah? yeah. Forget the fact that she's fair skinned or whatever. Forget yeah. that. Yeah. Are you, are you actually telling me she can act? <laughs> Bro, she can't act. Yeah. Like, what, 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 she can't act. I think like, that's, part, that's part of what adds to the frustration people seeing is yeah, that it's just not like, only are you not, you know, taking a yeah. role, playing a role that, you know, yeah. is not true. But your acting ability is not even in line with other people that are local talent. Exactly. So if she was an amazing actress, 
Then I'll give that little bit of be like, like, do you know what? She can act sick and there's no one in fucking Chennai that can act like her. Yeah. So I understand why you need her. Right. Because no one else can act like her in this world. Right. But she's probably one of the shittest actresses in Tamil cinema. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm being serious. Yeah. And again, it's hard to... It's hard to really convey this message to people that might be bought in or not privy to the conversation. Yeah. But again, to kind of summarize it, you have someone yeah. that is no way really related to the culture, didn't grow up in the culture, yeah. does not even speak the yeah. language, yeah. does not even speak the language. Yeah. That's going in and taking these roles yeah. and again, playing these parts yeah. that are inauthentic. Yeah. Um, and again, once you believe in that, yeah. it's hard to have empathy for these people. Yeah. I get exactly. it. You have to make a living. You're a model. Yeah. You're a beautiful person. You know, well, that's fine. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I can't respect what you're doing exactly. Exactly. because it's not in line with what I believe. Yeah. So, again, where the chips fall, they may fall wherever they yeah. may and how you feel about it, it's whatever. Exactly. But and I, 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 that's the video I came across and <laughs> I had an appreciation for it because you were comfortable calling it out yeah. and calling it like you see yeah. it. Like, I had some guys that message saying, oh, these guys, I don't know. They were like, who's this dickhead? Why is he talking about this? <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, oh, um, uh, Amy Jackson's sick. Blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you're just attracted to her. That's yeah. all it is, yeah? yeah? Like, you find her hot or whatever. Yeah. You guys are not seeing the bigger picture. Why are you fucking blaming me yeah. or making me feel shit? Yeah. Because you fucking love this actress because you find her hot. Yeah. But you're not seeing the bigger picture. I'm, to- I'm not like... Why, why, like, I'm not talking about her looks or anything. I'm talking about what this is doing to little girls in India or little Tamil girls who are going to feel insecure as fuck because of this. Exactly. So this ain't about me making her feel shit. And then they're like, oh, well, you can't be negative that she's a shit actress. Is Amy Jackson really going to come to my fucking Instagram and be like, oh my God, Julian said I'm a shit actress, so I'm going to stop acting movies. It's not going to make a difference in her life. Yeah, yeah. So why are you acting like I'm making a huge fucking difference? I'm talking about the bigger picture that still, mm-hmm. like, you're creating. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we got to start changing small things. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, I read this article that this Indian director, mm-hmm. he used to have a lot of um, what is, um, item songs in his movies. Mm-hmm. So basically, a girl would come and dance, like half naked, yeah. and all these guys would be like dancing around. Typically in a bar. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. that stuff, yeah. And he recently understood that that's, he's been doing this for so many years, and he thinks it's a mistake, and he said, from now on, I'm not going to have item songs. Right. So that I respect, because the thing is, we all make mistakes. I used to, like, I used to always make, I still make mistakes. Yeah. But the day you recognize it and say, do you know what, I've been making a mistake, but I'm going to change that now, yeah? Right. So it's, it's, that, it's that concept, it's the same thing. So that's going to make a big difference. Yeah. And because that big director said that, so many directors are going to be like, do you know what, it's true, we need to stop these item songs, yeah. because... Yeah. Because people are sometimes they're, they're scared to confront hypocrisy. Yeah. They're scared to be wrong. Yeah. Um, or or to to have nuance. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like black or white. Yeah. I'm doing this. I don't want all of a sudden discredit my work yeah. and then flip the script exactly. kind of thing. And and it's important you say it because you know at the end of, I'll tell you right now like I follow Amy Jackson on yeah. Instagram, but it's not for the reason that people might think. I follow Republicans. Yeah. I follow people that are liberals. Yeah. I follow progressives, yeah. moderates, whatever it may be. Because here's the thing. I want to hear all of the stories. Exactly. And get the complete picture as yeah. best as possible before I can formulate an opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Trump, yeah. but I'm also mature enough to say that there's some policies that he put out there that are actually pretty good. Fair enough. You know what I mean? I mean, that's my personal opinion. Would I have voted for him? Hell no. Yeah. Do I think he's a good character? Hell no. Yeah. Right? But that, I'm not going to be that person that just shuts it out. So, yeah. you know, when I say this stuff about Amy Jackson and the stuff that you say, yeah. I'm not all of a sudden going to shut her out. No, I actually follow her and I see this stuff. And then she posted something recently, and I keep coming back to it, is that, like, you know, it's National Women's Day. And she's there with a bunch of South Asian girls. Yeah. They're all South Asian girls. Yeah. As if she's there giving charity to them. Yeah. Like, look at me. I'm taking my time to help these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like this, this most generous thing. 
And it rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, that pisses me off. Just it the thought of that is pissing me off. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, this is the thing I want to kind of come back to is that the people that are actually challenging who they were, yeah. that are comfortable with hypocrisy, yeah. that are comfortable yeah. being wrong, yeah. I mean, we need more of that. Yeah. We need more nuance. And we yeah. need to have a little bit more authentic dialogue exactly. around this, right? And like, when I, when I talk about these things, yeah, the thing is, I don't want people to think that like I'm targeting people over saying you're wrong or you're this, because... I've been wrong as well when it comes to colorism. I've been wrong as well when it comes to, I don't know, this, the way I see iTunes songs and stuff. Right, right. But then now I do realize, because it's just like, um, basically like these American music videos or uh, English music videos, yeah? It's like, okay, let's talk about like, let's have a quick discussion about gender inequality. Like, let's say gender inequality, yeah, or feminism or something, yeah? Okay, so first, let's take one music video, yeah? There'll be a guy like singing or something, there'll be like a hundred girls around him and mm. stuff, yeah, mm. and like half naked and stuff. Mm. So is isn't the first step to like have gender equality and stuff, mm. but those isn't the first step like those girls have to say no as well. Right, right. They if they're gonna like if you're gonna be part of this dance and then speak about gender equality on your Instagram, right. it doesn't make sense. Right. Because you need to be like, do you know what? I'm not gonna be a fucking side girl on your song yeah. and be like a like an like an object. I'm right. not gonna be object objectified. Well, like what this. about the people that are say, well, Julian, like that's my living. That's how I make my living. I have no other choice. Like, how can I say no to these gigs if that's my only avenue that I have? Gigs? You mean like, well, for like music videos? Yeah, to yeah, get yeah, the to, name out there yeah. or something. Do you know what? I understand, but I also feel like there's always ways. There's always a way. Mm-hmm. There's always mm-hmm. another way. I don't feel like you need to, like, um, I mean, unless you don't believe in gender equality and that, then it's okay to do your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but then if you're going to preach about it right. and then go do that same thing. So your issue is that people that want to speak about these political issues, yeah. like International Women's yeah. Day or whatever it is, yeah. but then go and do these things yeah. that are actually promoting gender yeah, yeah, equality. Yeah. yeah. Or, maybe, or maybe the thing is, the reason we can't blame them again is because maybe they're just need someone to explain it to them. Right. Like, for example, certain things needs to be fully explained to me for me to understand. Like, I might be sitting here talking about gender equality, but then tomorrow you'll see me doing something completely wrong against women or something. Right, right. And, then I'll, and then someone could easily come up to you and be like, Julian, you were preaching about this, but you're doing this. But again, it's fucking 25 years of brainwashing I need to come out of. Yeah. So I'm not going to come out and of you're one day. you're confronting that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know I'm going to make a mistake down the line. Right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things that are not right. Like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to a girl that... I, like I'm gonna, I might talk like, oh, don't do this, don't wear that. Like I, I, I used to at one point, yeah, yeah. but then now I realize I can't be doing things like this. Right, right, right. But again, I am gonna make that mistake. But how would you expect me to come out of it like that when it took, it, it was 25 years of brainwashing, 27 right. years, right. like since the day I'm born. The only thing I see, I switch on the TV advert. It's like a woman for a woman's like half naked for anything for yeah, any yeah, adverse. Yeah. A woman's half naked. This is how I see it. Then, like, you go to family events and everything, mm-hmm. you see the woman at home, like, giving food to the dad, and the yeah. dad comes home, like, uh, uh, so you grow up thinking, I want to be like my dad, I want to come home, I want to look after my family, because that's what makes me a man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my wife to be working, I want to make, her, I want her to be comfortable at home mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. Then little things, like, every single day throughout your 25 years, like, you, you see your friends, or, or like, the, the whole, with your, with your boys, like, it's like, your whole aim is to bang as many chicks as you can and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're like growing up in this thing and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's what makes you a man. And then you look at women and you're like, you, you call them a slut as soon as they do something wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then all these things, yeah, like for 25 years. And then, and then if you want to suddenly change, it's not going to happen. Right. You're not going to w- wake up the next day and be like, tough, from today onwards, I'm going to believe in gender equality and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Then there's the whole process of unlearning everything you've learned. Right. So this isn't just with gender equality, this is with colorism, this is with everything. everything. Right, right, Don't right. expect 
Just because I preach on it, don't try, because I get, I get this all the time. Because I preach certain things, and then as soon as I make a mistake, my friends, friends, like they wait for me to fuck up. It's, yeah. like, they, it's like they're ready there, waiting for me yeah, to fuck yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and then they jump on it. They'll be like, oh yeah, Junior, remember in 2016 on Instagram, you said this about that, <laughs> but now you're doing this. And I'm like, bro, how do you remember that I even posted that? Because yeah. you're waiting for me to fuck up. There's so many people, I'm telling you, they're waiting for me to fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But then my answer to that is, again, 25 years of brainwashing, give me some time, I'm not going to be like that next day and then why do I preach about it because I'm starting to believe it now mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. what I'm preaching about mm-hmm. so like you know what I'm saying so for people that are creating content that are you know that might have an audience that are waiting for them to fuck, fuck up, up yeah. or any of that kind of stuff yeah. and you know you might be privy to that like how do you how do you deal with that like what's your advice to people that might have that thing come up where all of a sudden they feel like it might not be true but mm-hmm. they feel like they're caught in a lie okay so I think it's the same advice as the I think it's the same advice as the previous question you asked me, but I think it was a similar question. Yeah. It's the same thing. Whenever people are waiting to, waiting to catch you, yeah, it's always, 99% of the time, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. It's their fault. They're insecure as fuck. Right. They're insecure. They're not ready to speak like you're speaking, or they're not ready to create what you're creating. Right. So when they see it happening, and when you fuck up, it's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, because they can't accept the fact that my friend, okay, this is what I was talking about with, uh, with my friends yesterday, it's like, when, once you start doing these things like, that your, your friends are not doing, yeah. for them, it's like all these days we've been in a box, yeah? This box of chilling, drinking, talking about these small topics and stuff. Yeah. Imagine we're, in, we're inside this room and this is all we talk about. And then one day I decide, I'm like, you know, I want to kind of step outside this room and I want to start talking about these things. And they start feeling uncom- uncomfortable. They're like, yo, Junior, you know, why is he getting outside the room? Bring him back inside, bring him back yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... He started talking about this. He's getting attention from other people. Right. He, people like him and stuff. And they're like, nah, no, why is he getting so much attention? Blah, blah, blah. Why is he talking about these things? Bring him back inside the box. Mm. So when I fuck up, they try to bring me back. They're like, mm. don't talk about these things, but you're mm. meant to be here. Mm. They try and suppress you. They want to be like, don't grow, basically. Mm. They don't mm. want you to grow. Mm. And then you realize, and then I start questioning myself, and I'm like, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm a hypocrite. Maybe I am not practicing what I'm preaching. Maybe yes. I am fucking up. Am I, am I being fake? I ask, like, I'm, I'm like, all these questions in my head. Right. Then I'm like, no, I'm not being fake. If anything, I'm re- removing that fucking mask that I've been wearing for 25 years. Right. So I think you're all, if you're calling me fake, you're all being fake. Right, right, right. Like, the reason I look like I'm fake is because I'm removing this thing, this thing called like a man like oh man's meant to be macho and shit and now I'm like fuck this shit I'm not gonna believe all this bullshit that you've been telling me Mm -hmm. and the only way if you want change in this world you have to fucking let go of your ego Mm -hmm. and you have to have more empathy Mm -hmm. and when it comes to a man having empathy is already negative according to the society and shit I want you to repeat that one more time so if you want to change what what was it you said? if you want to change anything in this world even if you look at people back in the day at Malcolm X anyone who made a difference the biggest thing is you gotta let go of ego Right. It takes time, but you have to let go of your ego, mm-hmm. and you need to have more empathy. Mm-hmm. And one of the key things is the more empathy men have, apparently, is considered weak. Mm-hmm. That's how we're brought up. It's like, why do you, you guys are not meant to care about things. Right, right. Like, why do you care about that? But why are you so weak? Why are you so vulnerable? Yeah. Bro, one of the main things is we got to be vulnerable. Right. Vulnerab- vulnerability is so important. Mm-hmm. If you're not vulnerable, how are you meant to care about these things? Yeah. How, if, I didn't, if I didn't have empathy, how would I think about Muttu, that boy? Yeah. If, I was, if I didn't have the empathy, if, otherwise, I'd be a, if I'm like emotionless and that, I would just look at him and be like, oh yeah, yeah, just another kid, I'll go home and I'd be like, I wouldn't care. But then because that had, that had an impact, 
I want to try and make a small difference. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting thinking like, what am I going to do? What can I do to make a little difference? That's the only way you're going to change it. You need mm-hmm. empathy, bro. Right, right, right. And then that's the key thing. Like, and then I'm removing that mask and people are becoming uncomfortable. Like the, pe- the guys I chilled with, yeah. it's like, that's not Julian. Julian needs to chill here and drink with me and talk about this and that. And girls, yeah. rah, rah, rah. And now Julian's talking about that. No, it's not that I'm, I'm not being fake. It's just that I'm not talking about the thing. I didn't talk about these things with you guys because you guys were never interested in it. Right. These are certain topics that I think about to myself and I talk about with certain friends or certain people. Mm-hmm. Like online, like with you, I can sit and talk about it right mm-hmm. now. With like certain people, I can sit and talk for hours about mm-hmm. these topics. Mm-hmm. So then these other people will be like quickly be like, Julian's been fake, Julian's been that. It's like, mm-hmm. no, bro, you're just uncomfortable at the fact that I'm stepping out the thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the funny thing is, that this is the quote I read here once, and which I know I could never uh, relate to, now I can fully relate to, is the fact that first they will hate on you, and then they will copy you, and then they want to be you. So first, it was like, they're hating on me because I'm the one who's stepping out, outside the conference zone to do something different. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, oh shit, he's getting attention. I want to be like him as well, as well. Then they start doing the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. And then they want to be me. And then it's just like, okay, I appreciate the fact that you guys want to sh- raise awareness as well yeah. now. Like, do your thing. Because at the end of the day, all of a sudden, they want to ride the wave. Yeah. Like, no, if, if, if it's to raise awareness, if it's to get the message out there, even if it's, neg- even if it's for the views and likes, if you're yeah. doing it, then do it. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, you're getting the message out there. But if, you're, if, you're, if you've been judging me the whole time and then suddenly you want to do it because you want to get some sort of attention or something, mm-hmm. then I, I don't like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, what I tell people is at the end of the day, like, look at us them being inspired by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Focus on your own craft. You might go out and create something yeah. and then you start to realize that as soon as you get a little bit more traction, yeah. other audiences that are now trying to do the same exactly, thing exactly. or speak the same way. Yeah, yeah again, my, my sort of uh, advice, I guess you can call is at the end of the day, Look at it as you're inspiring other people to yeah. go into it. Whatever the intention may be, focus on your own craft. It yeah. doesn't really matter what happens and that kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's refreshing to hear you say that as well. Um, I think I can... Um, no, I'm not going to conclude it, but then I'm going to talk about something that involves everything we spoke about right yeah. now. Yeah? Like about men showing emotion or yeah. social media hate or whatever. Yeah. If you had to ask me when the last time I cried was... Yeah. The last time I cried was a couple of months ago, right. and it was related to social media hate. Right. Because, like, again, people that I'm close to and stuff, yeah. like, like friends and stuff, like certain people start saying, oh, like, Julian's fake, this and that. And that started making me, like, it made me question a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. And I was reflecting on, on everything about myself. It's like, am I really being fake? Mm-hmm. But this is me. This is when I type this shit, when I'm writing this thing, when I'm posting about this inequality shit. I feel like this is me. Mm. But I feel like when I'm over there talking about certain things that you guys are talking about, that's not me. I'm talking about it because I'm trying to fit in there. Mm. But mm. that's not me. Right. That was me being fake. But you're struggling to accept the fact that this is who I am. This is who I am. Right. So th- that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I don't know why I just wanted to No, I actually get it. Because it's an important thing yeah. is that, you know, some people, that unraveling of yeah. figuring out who you are yeah. can be uncomfortable but other people but then again like you know how we're speaking about you need to go through failures to right. appreciate uh, success right. it's the same thing with everything in life if I did not if people you need to have haters you need to have people talking shit because yeah. otherwise I'm not going to grow if those if those comments didn't come at me if people didn't say I'm faking shit I wouldn't have had time to have time to self reflect I wouldn't have thought fuck am I wrong then I literally spent a whole night after like I was in tears and shit yeah I was literally thinking then the next day I woke up and I was like I'm not wrong. They're insecure. Yeah. And I hope the best for them. I hope they realize and they change because they're going to keep throwing shades. They're going to keep doing this yeah. thing to me. Yeah. But I need to re- realize that 
I can't let this affect me because yeah. I've got a bigger goal and bigger purpose. Yeah. If I'm going to let this affect me every single time, I'm not going to go anywhere, man. Yeah, I yeah. can't grow. And you know, it's, it's similar to me where it's like, well, I'll put out a video and I'll get like a bunch of likes, a bunch of views, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But nothing is more motivating to me than a thumbs down. When I see a one thumbs, like I'll have like you know, 30, you know, 30 thumbs up on the first day and then one thumbs down, that one thumbs down is the biggest motivator for yeah. me. Because like, let me, okay, let me go make something else so I can make you a fan. Yeah. I'll prove you wrong, whatever yeah. it may be. And I, you know, uh, physiologically speaking. But how was it the first few times when you got the thumbs down? Oh, I mean, I, I started creating content a while ago. Yeah. And you know, that going through failure was really a wake up call and I eventually stopped and that yeah. kind of thing. And focused on actually like, okay, let me like create a business, right? Yeah. And experience those kind of failures. But 2017 summer, got my dream job. Like I truly got my dream job. I had my personal goal. I got my dream job. And I told myself that when I do this thing, when I go out to make these podcasts, the YouTube channel, all this stuff, I need to have that purpose. And once I figured out what that purpose was, like that was unshakable for me. And then now whenever, you know, it comes with age, it comes with maturity, is that when I look at people giving me a thumbs down, yes. or when I see people criticizing my work, yes. I, like you said, approach it with empathy. Yes. So I'll get feedback saying, hey, your feedback on this camera was bad, I like it, and I'll get some other stuff too. Thank you for your feedback. I appreciate that. I hope you watch the next video. I hope you proved it wrong, whatever it may be. But also it's understanding at the end of the day that people don't owe you anything, yeah. right? Like you're out there and you're expecting the world to like the stuff that you're doing. It's not what happened, man. Like you talked about, yeah. ego. Ego. People don't owe you shit. Don't people don't owe me 100,000 views or anything like that. No. And for me, it was all about that purpose. And the one thing I preach is what is your purpose? Mm. Is it to be on this journey and just do this thing over and over again? Yeah. Or is that is there a singular goal that you want to create this amazing documentary? And that's what's more, and everything, yeah. like for me, everything is a stepping stone yeah. toward that, whatever it may be. If you have that, nothing else really matters. Yeah. And for me, I just, again, like you were talking about, flip the script a bit. Yeah. Anytime I get that negativity toward my way, part of it is I already got your view. Yeah, yeah. Like if you stopped, yeah. you know, leave negative feedback or a thumbs down, thank you. You already gave me the view, yeah. appreciate it. And part of it is also understanding that, okay, how can I create something that might resonate with them yeah. or might prove them wrong, whatever it may be. Uh, but for me, and this is something I'll, you know, this interview should be more about you, but I'll, I'll put this out there. For me to grow up with the resources that I have, the luxuries that I have, uh, to network with people like this, yeah. I truly have an opportunity that nobody, like majority of people in the world exactly. don't have. Yeah. So if all of a sudden I stop doing this stuff, yeah. lock myself in the room and give up on my hopes and dreams, whatever it may be, because someone didn't like the stuff that yeah. I have, it is truly a disservice to those that don't have a voice. That's a good point, yeah. If all of a sudden my singular vision is to yeah. give a voice to the people that are voiceless, yeah. and I stop this journey because, because someone thumbs down it or said your videos are shit, yeah. your videos are out of focus, this interview is boring, whatever it is, yeah. I've truly let down the people that I'm looking to yeah, empower. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. That's a good way to see it. And for some people, it might be the same purpose, it might be different, it might be similar to what you're saying, yeah. is that how can I stop? How can I stop doing this stuff? When this I... is what truly brings me out, like this is my passion, this is my purpose kind exactly. of thing. Exactly, exactly. Right? I mean, everyone has that thing. And again, I'll say it again. Once you figure out what that is, the rest is history, Yeah. right? Once you're comfortable you know, telling people what you do and why you do it, and it doesn't bother you that they don't agree with you, whether it's your parents, your friends, your family, yeah. whatever it may be, you've done it, you've already made it. Yeah. Now you're just gonna keep doing it. Exactly. Consistency, the hard work and consistency, consistency is the other piece. Yeah. Right, so on that to uh, on that topic of like consistency, um, what sort of your schedule like, and how do you kind of stay on that schedule or motivate yourself to 
maintain that in terms okay. of producing content and all that kind of stuff. So basically, I've got myself a part-time job because I need to still live. Right. So the reason I don't get the reason I don't want a full-time job is because I want more time for myself to right. do my own things, like focus on my business ideas and focus right. on uh, creating videos and stuff. Yeah. And I, when I look for the part-time job, I make sure I look for a job that starts early morning, like five in the morning. Right. So that way, it starts at five, finishes at one, I start the rest of the day to focus on mine. Because I think a nine to five is like a bad schedule because mm. at five, you come home, you're tired, you want to sleep, yeah, back yeah. to the same thing. Yeah. So for me, and, and the thing is, I know waking up early is very beneficial. Right. One thing is, waking up early is like, you've, you've got the whole day left. Mm. And second thing is, the previous night, you can't like mess around and shit. That's true, it forces so, you. Yeah, it forces you. Right. So I can't afford to go out and get drunk or anything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, that was one of the main reasons I always wanted an early morning part-time. So right. I got myself a morning part-time job. And then, um, yeah, uh, so my schedule is like, yeah, after that, I try and focus on my businesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the videos, it's not, I don't really plan like when I'm going to do it. So it wouldn't be like, oh, on this day, I'm going to shoot a video. Mm-hmm. I think so far, it's been very spontaneous. I would just like, I would have, an, this, this, this is another thing with creativity or creating videos and stuff. We have spoken about this with Vinci as well. The thing is, it's so hard to like be creative every single day. You can't just be like, wake up and be like, oh, every week I'm going to create a video because once I made a spoken word video and I'm not even going to lie to you it took me an, less than an hour to write that mm. an hour to shoot it an hour to record it and I created it yeah? mm. oh, so many people loved it and they said you need to do more of them and every time I sit down to write something it's not coming anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't seem to sit down but that specific there is one there is where people say I want more of this yeah, let's but go on that do specific it. one it took me 45 minutes to write the whole thing and rhymed and everything right. and then I realised that I can't seem to do that anymore when, when it comes to creative shit, you need to be in your own zone and it will randomly come. Right. So that's why I don't give myself a time. I don't say like every week I want to post this. I don't like get people's hope by saying oh, every week I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, to be yeah. honest, I'm going to try and do that. Because, I'm going to try and be as consistent as I can. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't promise shit because I know I'm not consistent. Yeah, yeah. and this is the other thing I say is like for me, when I started, my goal was make two videos a month, yeah. make four podcast episodes a month. Yeah. We have three shows. Make, oh. And so between the uh, three shows, four episodes yeah we don't stick to that schedule yeah. i'll tell you right now the youtube we've actually been making more yeah the podcast we've been kind of off the map okay you know all that kind of stuff what i tell people is that you have a schedule yeah. but if you don't meet it it's okay yeah yeah don't give up on it though exactly yeah like always try to keep working on it, that yeah. kind of thing so I, you know, I want to hear you kind of speak on that as yeah, well yeah. Right? But it's definitely very important to have a routine man otherwise you'll be all over the place man mm-hmm. you need to have like some sort of routine otherwise yeah. It would just fuck with you. And the other thing is actually take the time, like you said, to write it down. Yeah. To actually put in the work yeah. before you shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you actually go out with the camera, yeah. put in the prep. Exactly. And the reps in there to actually get that stuff ready, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so what I'll do is we'll kind of wrap this up with a couple of quick questions. Yeah. Also stuff to get to know you yeah. outside of this stuff. So okay. if there's uh, one thing that you want to tell a content creator mm-hmm. when they get, they're looking to get started, they're looking to finally make videos or whatever topic it might be, yeah. what's the one thing that you want to tell them uh, sort of advice, whether it's from your failures, whatever, maybe it might be regarded to, regarded to gear, any of that kind of stuff. What's like that one thing you want to tell them? Uh, don't make excuses when it comes to like cameras and stuff. Like don't, obviously I know it's not, it's not cheap, it's, they're expensive, but like save up, if it's going to take you five months, six months, save up and buy it, do what you got to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like I said, nowadays cameras have good quality phones, you can start with that and then work your way up. Yeah. Another thing is, another important thing for content creators or anyone related to media or anything is, don't do anything for views because you're going to be disappointed. Right. Don't focus on the views. Just keep doing it. Right, Even right. if you get two views, three views, just keep doing it. Just right. keep doing it. Just right. keep putting it out there because this is what you love. This is what makes you happy. This is what 
it's makes you escape from all the bullshit that you hate. Yeah, so yeah. just keep doing it. Do it. But then the second you start looking at views, you're just going to be disappointed. Right, right, right. Yeah. What about people that end up looking at other people's content and then might, you know, jealousy might set yeah. in or, you know, regret might set yeah. in, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, what's your quick advice to dealing with those kind of emotions? Yeah, just don't look at other people's journey. Focus on your own journey because everyone's got a different way of dealing with things. Mm-hmm. Just focus on, don't look left and right, man. Just Focus on your own goal. Right. It's your own journey. This is your whole. This is your journey. Yeah, yeah. Don't be looking at other people's journey, man. And like, it's so easy to hate on people or like things like that. But yeah, yeah. we don't have time for that, yeah, man. Yeah. We don't have time. You're talking about topics that might, you know, be uh, abrasive. I use that word often, but abrasive to other people that might put off a certain number of people. Yeah. You know, you're continuing to put out content. Yeah. So some of the other creators, when they go out and put work out there mm-hmm. that other people find either offensive or just not. Or in their words, not good, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, what's your quick advice to actually dealing with that? Don't give a shit, man. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit about yeah, what people yeah. do, man. That's yeah. the main thing. Just Yeah, man. We don't, the main thing is we don't have time for this shit, man. Life's mm. short. Just fucking do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Be who you want to be, man. Yeah. You can't be doing things to impress other people. We don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah. You talk about a lot of these topics about like colorism, racism, all this kind of stuff. How do you see people combating that? Like, you know, me as a person... Mm. I can't go to India and tell these directors, don't hire this person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't have that luxury to do it. You know, it's not sustainable. Okay. How, do you, how does the average person, in your opinion, mm. combat these societal norms? By doing the opposite to what they're doing. For example, uh, I, I'm not a rapper or anything, but I've recently started doing music as well mm. and things like that because it's just a different way to express myself. Mm. So, and I've got, I've got plans to make my own documentaries and one day in about seven, eight years time, I want to make my own movie as well. Mm. And the way to combat those people is do what they're not... Everything you hate about that, mm. do the opposite. So, for example, if they're going to get Amy Jackson to act in it, I'm going to get a local Chennai girl to act in my right, Indian right. film. Yeah. If I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the most normal-looking Tamil guy and yeah. Tamil girl and stuff. Yeah. And just everything you hate about it, like everything you preach about, yeah. just do, the op- as in do what you preach about and yeah. show that in your film. And so, when you start doing it, other people start copying you. Yeah. So, like, I don't think we, I have the power to go up to Shankar and say, why are you getting Amy Jackson to act in your thing? Yeah, yeah. He's not going to listen to me because yeah. he wants the money and Amy Jackson brings money. Yeah, yeah. So the only way to combat that is start, start creating it because it's happening right now in Tamil cinema. Like, Pa Ranjit, uh, he... In Rajani's film, he got an older woman to act as his um, wife, and she's dark-skinned, she's an average-looking person. Yeah. And no one in the Tamil industry had the guts to do that apart from right. Praranjit. Right. And he's producing, he's recently produced a film called Pariyar and Perumal, which is all about the caste system. Right. And no one's had the guts to do that. So people like that need to start creating what's like against the normal bullshit. Mm-hmm. So that's the only way to combat This that. was not scripted in any way, yeah. because I 100,000% agree with you, yeah. is that... There's a bunch of people that want to speak out on these things, yeah. but all of a sudden support these systems that are inherently present. Yeah. Whatever you're creating, yeah. go against the grain exactly. and fight for actually what you believe in, yeah. whatever it may be, right? That's what it is, yeah. Um, and, you know, I want to get to know you as well, because we all have a different kind of outlets, like I love sports. So outside of all the stuff that you're doing, is yeah. there like sports that you're interested in? Is there things, other things that you follow? I used to be... Like, I used to love football when I was young. Yeah. I used to play football. This is a stereotype that anybody that's from England or the UK yeah. is into the Premier League, that they yeah, have a team. Yeah. Is that you? Do you follow that I stuff? used to. Okay. I used to love football. I used to Who's follow. Your team? I used to follow Liverpool. Okay. But the only reason I support Liverpool was because when, when I came to this country, I was yeah. in year four, and my PE teacher, yeah. I used to look up to him because he was like my PE teacher, and he used yeah. to teach me football and stuff. Yeah. And he supported Liverpool. Yeah. Since that day, I was like, yeah, I support Liverpool as my PE teacher. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but then I wasn't like, I wasn't passionate. I just supported it because he supported it. Yeah. But then I love France as a team because I was born in France. So when it comes to international football, mm-hmm. like, 
I'm there every day. Like, so you're happy after up. the last World Cup? Of course, I was. I was so. Me and my friends planned to go to France the previous night, but yeah. I had work the following day, so none of us could do it. Yeah, yeah, we went yeah. central to like four or five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I had to call in sick the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I will bet on sports every now and then. Uh, German Germany is the team that I support. Yeah, yeah. But with this World Cup. Yeah. England and France were the two teams that I bet on yeah. uh, to win the World Cup. Okay. So when there was a chance that both of them were going to be in the finals, I was yeah. happy. When England was knocked out, whatever, I don't care about yeah. it, but that's who my money was on. Yeah. When France won, monetarily speaking, I was very happy yeah. because the odds were like plus 700, but it's a great story to be a part yeah. of it. So like, you must have been happy. So, uh, um, so outside of football, is there anything else that is interesting to you that kind of is like an escape from what you do? Do you know what? Everything I'm interested in is usually related to media. Like, I love watching movies. Yeah. I love watching Tamil films. Yeah. I love listening to Tamil music. Uh, yeah, media, man. Like, and the thing is, the, when it comes to men, the main, main thing they're usually interested in is like cars and sports yeah. and things like yeah. that. I used to have an interest for sport, but it's kind of gone down. I'm not really interested in cars and stuff. It just I don't get excited over it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I so think, what does excite you? Outside of the stuff that you're creating, what, what excites you? What actually... You know, you'll actually take your free time to explore or enjoy. Why do I feel like the answer always comes back to media, like movies and things yeah, like that, yeah. or like um, just talking to people, like different kinds of people, right, right, getting right. to know people, just chilling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> drinking, no, alcohol, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of alcohol. No, for sure, for sure. Get fucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is part of the reason I ask that question is because you know some people might think that. 24-7 you have to be on the grind. Yeah, yeah. 24-7 no, no, no. you have to be critical. Oh, no. You gotta live it. If you're not living it even for one minute, then you're not about it. I, I found my answer to your previous question when you said this. What do I like outside of this? Once in a while, I fucking love going to like quiet places like mountains yeah. and like just like get a cottage in some random place. Escape. Escape. I love that kind of shit, man. Mm. It's, not, it's not even fully about escaping. Even if it's not to escape, I love those kind of spots. Yeah. I love like quiet places and things like that. Yeah. That's what I, that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Exploring. Uh, I'm. I, I'm not really. A, I'm not. I've only hiked like one small mountain in the UK. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to hike like big mountains and things right, like right, that. Right. And I'm not really fit right now. I'm not. Hel- I'm not the healthiest person right now. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully within the next year, like I've been staying for the past eight years. But hopefully this year I'll actually focus on gym and yeah, yeah. hike with them big mountains. And stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So when you're looking at five years from now, six years from now, whatever it may be, yeah. where do you see yourself and your platform going? What's sort of that vision long term? You know what? This is like the question everyone always ends up with, but this is the question I hate answering because I really don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. I really don't know where it's going. Like, it's just like someone was saying the other day, you know Priyanka Chopra? Yeah, uh, yeah. Her first film was with uh, Vijay, right? Yeah. And she was dancing in that film, and then now she's married to that guy 10 years younger than her. Like, what's yeah. his name? Uh, she's married know. to that uh, white celebrity. What's his name? He used to be part of Disney Channel and stuff. I forgot yeah. his name. Yeah. But yeah. So, and I was like, well, which, when she was acting with Vijay, did you really think she, ten she, years from now. she's going to be like married to this huge celebrity who's 10 years younger than she probably never saw that coming? Yeah. So, it's not that I'm going to be acting big. Acting in or, Hollywood yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to make it huge. I'm not saying I'm going to fuck up. But I, I don't know where it's going, man. Because one day I wake up and I'm like, fuck everything. So, fuck. Yeah. The next day I'm like, I see something huge happening soon because yeah. I'm meeting all these good people, these yeah. big people. Everyone's interested in what I'm interested in. Yeah. So, I see I, I'm going the right direction. Yeah. But I don't know where it's going to go, but I know five years from now, I, w- I would be mentally more, how do I say it, not positive, but I would know how to react to negative 
stuff. Right. Because right now I struggle with it at the moment. Mm. So I think five years from now, I'll be an expert at it. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to tell people how to mm. deal with these kind of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't think I can tell people to do this. I can sort of tell them certain things, yeah, yeah. but I can't fully tell them because I struggle myself. It's more, it's more anecdotal. You're just kind of talking about your experiences, yeah. that kind of stuff. So five years from now, there's a lot of things I want to do. I, I also want to be a life coach. So yeah. those kind of things. So you never know. I might be like a life coach. I might be a movie director. Yeah. I might be, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. Yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay to have those options yeah, as yeah. well. So for people that are not aware, where can they follow you, follow your content, that kind of stuff? Where can they follow uh, you? Instagram is julian.nobox and that's where I'm the most active at the moment. Right. So if they want to like even message me about something or I don't know, if you're like, I don't know, if you need to know certain things about yeah, something or yeah. if you need links or whatever. Julian.nobox. Julian.nobox. On Instagram. That's it. Facebook is the same thing. Facebook.com slash Julian.nobox. So awesome. So I mean, you're doing an amazing thing. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching and make sure to check the link below for the full uh, conversation. It's a, a riveting conversation. Yeah. Uh, check it out. And again, if you have any feedback, julian.nobox yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Thank you.